from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry Sorry about about last last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. (laughs) Hey, fuckers. Welcome to yet another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And uh, you should know about Unbound. The rebellious female feminist brand that wants to put Unbound Box. Oh, Unbound. What? (laughs) It's Unbound Box. Oh, what it says on the copy. You should know about Unbound, the rebellious feminist brand that wants to put a vibrator in the hands of every woman in America who wants a vibrator uh, and like a nice one. Okay, (laughs) they just launched their own line of affordable, high quality vibrators and lubes. Check it out at unboundbabes.com slash GWF. Use code GWF to get 20% off your first order. And the one thing that um, Craig and I were just talking about that we really like, their vibrators are super cute. And they kind of look like, um, I don't know, they look like a little like blub, like a little like character, like a little like cartoon guy. Uh, and then you put it on your pussy. It's kind of nice. But these white, these like bushies, <laughs> Yeah. They have these bushies, which are wipes for your pussy, basically. Right. right. Yeah. And yeah, at first yeah. I was like, my vagina is fine. I don't need a wipe. But then I'm like, man, these would have came in handy if I like put them in your purse. And then you're like, oh, I really want to fuck this person. But oh, I yeah. want time to take a shower. I, I bought even before we got these, I bought vagina wipes of for different reasons, because I mean, like, yeah, like after the gym, if you are out all day and yeah. then like going after work on a date, like, I mean, like your pussy does sweat. And then also pussy it's sweat, good cleanup sweat. for if you have your period. Very true. Like, yeah. Before or after. After, if you have sex, like, you know, those like later days of the period when you can have sex on your period without it being like a, a bloodbath. Yeah, that. Yeah. Very helpful. So Unbound Box, basically, it's a lot of fun shit in a box and a lot of it's sex stuff. And it's really good. It's really cool stuff. That stuff that I wouldn't even have thought to seek out and buy that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah and you can use it by yourself or with exists. a partner. So yeah. that's cool. That's very fun. Come see us live. Speaking of coming, uh, we're going to be in a lot of uh, different cities coming up. Some of these are coming up really soon, uh, as in uh, Sacramento, San Francisco, Ottawa, Buffalo. Those are coming up like ja- late January, early February. So if you want tickets, get them now. Our ticket sales are good, but they always could be better. Bring a friend. Absolutely. Tell your mom, tell your dad. Come to see us live in San Diego, Hasbro Heights, New Jersey, Denver, Portland, St. Louis, Charlotte, North Carolina, Virginia Beach. Just go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours. Uh, and uh, Glamapus is tonight, but it's probably sold out. But we have door tickets if you are interested in the city and you want to come. It's uh, Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street. Starts at 7.30 p.m. Uh, one other thing I wanted to add was uh, c- former Guys We Fucked guest and comedian Joseph Bessie and I are coming out with a comedy album soon. I'm very excited about it. Uh, and it's a mixture of 
sketches that we wrote and songs. And I finally got an outlet for all my singing. And voices. Yeah, my cartoon. Oh my God, it was so... Doing cartoon voiceover is probably my favorite thing in the whole world. And like, that's probably what I would want my career to be if it wasn't a comedian. Um, And so I just wrote a bunch of sketches where I could just use all my fucked up voices. I was like, you know, you can just do... Most like voices are comedian. Like, Yeah, I've tried to go out for that. And I don't really get called in to do cartoon. It's a very niche market. (laughs) Or they just don't like me. Because I was like, Tim Tim Curry has like done hundreds and hundreds yeah. of uh, voice that like that's like his voiceover work voiceover work is my favorite i love i love it <laughs> i love it i love it all right it's not everything off the um, but yeah it's a, it's a comedy album it's called maybe it's you we're releasing it on itunes february 14th uh it's gonna be it's gonna be great how you much should. is it um mm. you don't know yet oh sorry no we do <laughs> i just forgot okay it's not gonna be expensive <laughs> uh, that's a great question corinne i should probably i was it. just curious <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you in a... No, I should totally know that. You know what? Between next, a rock and a hard Next space. week, I'm going to look that info up. <laughs> next week, every, how about every week we just reveal a fact about the album that you made? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning about it too, you know? <laughs> uh, you know what else we're learning about? Uh, copy for things are sometimes weird. Uh, welcome our new sponsor on Guys We Fucked, Astro Glide. <sighs> Um, so Astro, it says uh, in bold, uh, intended to be read suggestively. So oh, let's boy. give this a whirl. All right, here we go. Are you ready to experience <laughs> pleasure of the flesh? Yes. The luxurious feel of nuts. Oh, I love nuts. Sensations from Mother Nature. It's possible. Uh, and it says switch to a more informative tone. Oh. Uh, so we have a man here to oh, come Is there a man who can read? <laughs> we can't read, y'all. With organic <laughs> ingredients found in Astroglide O. Astroglide O is USDA certified organic <laughs> dual purpose massage oil and personal lubricant. <laughs> I would know because I'm a man. <laughs> it's made from a unique blend of ultra hydrating plant-based oils. Oh. I like how no matter what my character is, he's, they're seemingly Jewish. Um, <laughs> like ridiculously smooth to the touch coconut oil, sweet almond oil, and oh. argon oil, abundant with moisture, and rich decadent oils. Oh, I can't wait for you to read that. Born from tropical elong, elong. <laughs> Flower petals and sunflowers. That is what it says. I don't know about flowers and shit, but some hoe told me. <laughs> These are just some of the 99% organic ingredients that bring Astroglide O to life. <laughs> Whether as a personal lubricant or massage oil, its luxurious feel and delicious coconut scent will help you experience <laughs> pure pleasure. Experience Astroglide O for yourself. Get a free sample at astroglide.com slash pure pleasure. Then indulge in the satisfaction of an organic, erotic experience, which could also be masculine. Stop talking to me about it. That's astroglide.com slash pure pleasure. And don't worry, packaging is discreet. Oh, Everyone doesn't says. need to know you're getting down. You're a man. Experience. <laughs> Experience pure pleasure with Astroglide. Oh, and um, you're gonna need it after you've been dried up <laughs> listening to that ad read. You're gonna need some Astroglide to get your pussy wet. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Corinne and Christina try to lose their sponsors. <laughs> no, but you need lube, especially Listen, the anal. The product gets a thumbs up. I can, just cannot be told this 
to read stuff in a in a voice like this. Wait, if okay, I'm trying to think if someone was like read this suggestively, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I like how do you do it? I would be like, are you ready to experience pleasures of the flesh? But it's that Ooh. that person also seems like now I don't need Astro Glide. Like she's that like she's gonna get splashed by a cab. But you know that's not, like, no, that's not no, a strong woman. No, that no, that's weak woman that I want to fuck because I think she'll say yes. Right, right, exactly. That's our point. We can't we can't be part of the problem. We're part of the solution, and so is Astro Glide. But when we read it with a confident man voice, yeah. <laughs> hey. Get your titties straight. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bra sizes double A through G and half cup sizes. Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing. (laughs) Thanks, translator. Super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. And don't make me want to kill myself looking at your titties. Do you know that most old school bras only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love has 60 sizes, including half cups. So suck it. Never heard of half cup sizes? That's because no one else does it. That's really what it says. I'm not making it up. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. To find a bra, it's this is killing me. Uh, to find a bra you've been waiting for, all <laughs> you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It just takes 60 seconds or a minute. That's the same thing. And you can do it all from the comfort of your own home, you lazy bitch. So you'll find you so you'll never have that awkward fitting room experience again. Uh-oh, someone got touched. Uh, try a third love bra. It's so comfortable. You might forget you're wearing it. Like sometimes uh, I'm so comfortable talking to Corinne that I forget there's a mic in my face and I'm reading a sponsored ad. And if you don't agree, well, you're a bitch. But returns and exchanges are always easy and free. <laughs> this year, make the change. That will change the way you think about bras. Go to third love, all spelt out, T-H-I-R-D, dot com slash G-W-F now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That is thirdlove.com slash G-W-F. Again, that is thirdlove.com slash G-W-F for anyone who's allergic to the rewind button. You know, I will say we get a lot of great uh, compliments on our ad reads. I'm very proud of that. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, I can't wait till we get a call from uh, our uh, ad agency that's like, Okay. Um, <laughs> in this current, like you were in creative. this current climate, yeah, if um, you could not okay. joke about molestation, um, oh, or it never happens, um, or if you could not call the potential buyers a bitch, dumb bitches. <laughs> We would. Can we just put? Can we just put a? Uh, can we just put a little uh, calendar event <laughs> in the eye uh, calendar for just a fifteen? It's, a, it's gonna be just a, fifteen minutes. It's gonna be a fifteen minute call just about really not quick. calling the potential buyers dumb whores, but it's gonna be at <laughs> eight a.m. Our favorite hour. We love eight a.m. because we that's know you're comedians. Think the best. We know you're comedians, oh, and you work hard real late, so you'll want to get up and talk to us. Uh. <laughs> That was for us guys, but I hope you enjoyed oh, it. Oh boy, <laughs> just a little. You, you know, it's uh, that was relatable. Everyone, to, you know, always have an early ass calls with their ad agencies. <laughs> 
No, but you know what is relatable? Relatable. Fucking conference calls. That. Everyone goes to talk at the same goddamn second, and then same everyone thing. takes the longest ass pause. Right. And then they all decide to jump in. Well, maybe I'll be the only one who talks next. Call me a basic bitch, but I would love a mug that said this could have been an email. Okay? <laughs> I don't care. I'll wear, I'll drink tea out of it all day long. <laughs> <clears throat> I have so much to say. Yes, we. I, we uh, Christina has been amping me up for this uh, yeah, all I mean, week. Oh God, we, we, just alter, we just alternate giving uh, big speeches. <laughs> yeah, and I pulled a Corinne and I wrote shit down because my my smoke weed and I can't remember. Um, and then we'll get to the woman's march thing uh, after. Yes. Um, but, it's um, happening. Well, so here's here's one thing that this is this is not the uh, we're going to talk about the Aziz uh, thing because I think it's I have so many thoughts on it. But uh, <laughs> so okay, so this is unrelated. But I was smoking a cigarette outside at like three a.m. like a couple days ago. Health nut. I know. <laughs> I know. Stop. You can love yourself too, Corinne, but you just choose not to. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh boy, we're fun. Uh, and I'm so, you know, and usually I go when I smoke, uh, uh, I, I, I want to be away from people. I want to be standing still. I don't like smoking and walking. I just, I just don't like doing that. And if there's a trash, can, like I will always let, like put out the cigarette. And then if there's a trash can nearby or something, like I make sure it's out and I throw it away. And mm-hmm. I, I try to be like, you know, I don't, I don't want to get smoke in people's faces. That's rude. and makes yeah. me feel like shit. So, um, so, but so usually I don't smoke in front of the door, but it was three thirty in the morning and it was like a Tuesday or some shit. And then I'm smoking and I'm like, you know, I'm just smoking in front of the door. Like, I know that's usually rude, but no one's here. And then, and then I'm smoking. I always play Candy Crush when I smoke. So when I do go to quit smoking, I'm deleting that app from my phone because I, I know that's going to help. You associate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, I can't not. If I, I won't smoke if I don't have my phone. Mm-hmm. That's how much it's together. But anyway, this, I all, all of a sudden I'm on my phone playing Candy Crush and I just hear, um, excuse me and I was like "Mm, mama don't like that and I look up and I'm like oh sorry and then she goes you're not supposed to smoke in front of the door lady and I was like she was in the building she was walk going to walk in the building oh she lives here oh she wasn't even in the building no and I would have heard and I'm like but the second someone I usually I don't like I don't like confrontation, but if someone... We if live I, in a trash heap. I know. We live in the... I just, I've seen a person shit on the ground. I know. And and uh, and then I was <laughs> so... Like, that tone annoyed me so much. Because you know when you're on the subway and there's always an old lady that's like, I'm getting off at the next stop, everybody. And you're like, bitch, I don't care. Like, we'll get out of your way when it's your stop. Hopefully the next train you get on is one out of New York City. <laughs> There's an age but limit on this town. Is. There ne- it never is. Come in. I think 20 to 50, then you're out. <laughs> That's the bracket for NYC. But uh, but yeah, and I just got so mad. And then I was just so pissed that she called me lady. And then, and then I'm pretty sure that was the girl who lives above me. I'm almost positive. Mm-hmm. And I was let's kill her. No, no. <laughs> women helping women. Oh, I mean, let's invite her to the women's march. Okay, you go upstairs and fucking invite her. Uh, no, oh, but, I will. But then, so my my clo- my office at my my apartment is is a closet. But yeah. I fucking love it. And uh, but I could always hear. And I'm pretty sure the girl who said like, "Excuse me," she was drunk too, so she's being extra obnoxious. But uh, oh, God. But I always hear her playing the most basic bitch music. Uh huh. Always. I'm I'm not talking. I'm talking. Name like, the songs. I bet I'll love everyone. <laughs> Never made it as a blind oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh, Christ. Yes, more. But like all, like, I, I forgot about these songs. Like, you know, and it's I not, didn't. 
Yeah, because you probably share the fucking same playlist. Oh, yeah. I should ask her to share it on Spotify. Yeah, but, uh, you know, whatever. I don't care. Like, right. I, and I like listening to, like, I like, especially when I uh, drive in a car by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I play that shit all the time and I blast it and I sing it. It's great. But then, so I always hear her playing the basic bitch music and it always kind of makes me laugh and I could tell when she's having a tough day because she'll always listen to, like, <laughs> the the dark Christina Aguilera song. Day. Yeah, and that one, Daniel <laughs> Blunt. Yeah. Um, my life is brilliant. I my mean, love is pure. That's a good. I found it. Mm. James Blunt. That album is great. And then you're, and then you're like, and then he like was rude to the model he was fucking. And I'm like, what went right in your life to even allow that face I to fuck know. a model, James Blunt? I don't care. It's because I sing like this. Anyway, uh, I heard her having sex for the first time oh. since living here, and I was like, girl, yes. What if you just sent her an edible arrangement with no note? <laughs> Or just like that said, just like, congrats. It and finally happened. Happens. Just like, love, lady. <laughs> Bitch. No. Then, then I just thought that was funny. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that. And then the Aziz stuff. Let's talk about it. Mm-mm. So if you haven't uh, read the article. Another day, another rape. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't a rape. It wasn't a rape. But that, that was a good song that I yeah. first made up. So if I'm anyone wants to make that up. Um, anyway, uh, I thought this was a really interesting article and I thought, um, if you haven't read it or you don't know what we're talking about, Aziz sorry. he's a, he's a famous comedian. If you don't know him, that's okay. But just know that he, a lot of people know who he is. So he has the fame factor, uh, in it. And, uh, this girl. It's always good when you have to convince the audience that it's definitely a famous person. <laughs> well, no, he's famous. No, he is. <laughs> Some people don't know who he is. Like my mom would never know who the fuck he is. But, right. uh, but yeah. And then, so babe.net is where that original article is. And that's one everyone should read. because that's where I get all my news from. The other. <laughs> Never heard of it until this whole thing. But I'm like, good for you guys. Everyone needs their uh, takeoff article. Right, and right, that was right. Yours. Yeah. But I was really interested in, I read that article. I feel like so many women read that article or when they did, if they did, that they're like, man, I fucked that person before. Like you fucked the jackhammer finger McGee who does it, isn't present. Oh, yeah. We've all had someone stick their finger in our mouth and us being oh, like, dude, why? Wh- why right? is it there right now? Would anybody? Yeah. No one has... I'm sure it's you know what Steven has done it to me before and it was really hot but that that that's it's not a first fuck move or a first make out or a first date with it yeah I need to know your hand washing uh regimen yeah and I think um of people that have emailed us they were asking us like should she have left should she have wrote the article blah, blah, blah. some of the, those were some of the questions that I noticed I'm like that's not I don't feel like that's not the point of of this and that's not what I would like to talk about but there is this uh thing where it's it's the entitlement and it's like you have to I, a lot of people roll their eyes at that word because it's it's been used so much lately mm-hmm. but i think it's good because uh when you feel entitled that means that you don't think you have to earn somebody's trust or earn their respect or, anything, yeah. or work for anything right and so it's uh, the toxicity toxicity uh, of celebrity that is relevant yes. again in this story. Well, yeah, that I, yeah, I feel like there's two topics to talk to touch on with this specific story. The celebrity thing is a, is a total different animal. To well, me. the entitlement of celebrity because like yeah. the, the entitlement uh, of men also there's the entitlement of celebrity. Yeah, yeah, because I I feel like I've 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 had sex or I've I've hooked up with guys. It's mostly when I was fucking 15, 16, 17. Like I have not had a guy be that uh, uh, childish. During mm-hmm. the sec, during a foreplay, during a makeout, whatever the fuck you're doing, right. uh, that isn't intercourse. Uh, and it's, it was interesting, but like, there is this, the reason I'm glad that article was written is, and I don't think 
he needs to have his show taken away. But I'm so glad that it was written about in this detail because I feel like a lot of people related to it because a lot of people fucked that kind of person before. Sure. Not the fame thing. That's that's a separate thing. But it, it's like where men are not, or and women I'm sure are too, but from my experiences that reminded me of the story the woman told in this article, it's like, it almost feels like the person that I'm with that I have that kind of encounter with, they're not present in their own body. It's like the, the entitlement it, to them, it's like, I deserve pussy, but I don't want to do the work for it. So I'm just going to kind of not be present and rush through it and not pay attention to the physicality of you and what you're thinking and where you're at. Well, he's also a dork. True. And that, and, but, and that that's <laughs> right. like, that probably makes him, maybe, I have no idea. I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth because I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. But uh, go from, well, now I have this fame and sure. stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are attracted to famous people. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's intoxicating. It's sexy. It's, I mean, if you act like a douchebag, it's going to crush my lady boner anyway. So that's, that well, doesn't. Well, success. It's like, it's like successful people are attractive because yeah. it's like you're getting out there and yeah. living your dream. That's cool. Yeah. But I feel like one of the main things is like women don't want to be treated like a sex doll. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's why I was trying to figure out, I was trying to talk this out with, <laughs> with Talia about like, why is it that those encounters bum me out so much that I've had? And not it, they haven't been with famous people, but they've been, you know, it doesn't matter. That part is irrelevant, I think. But when you're with somebody and they don't read you and they're not present sure. and they don't care. It makes you feel lonely. Yes, it makes me feel lonelier than mm-hmm. I did before I came to your house. That's yep. for goddamn sure. Yeah, for and sure. It's, and it, it is, it's this thing of like, I'm don't I'm not your fleshlight bro right and what was interesting about that story is that they had connected on such a human level about the camera yes yeah and so you feel like you this you feel like wow in this whole crazy world I met someone and we really had, we had a real connection <clears throat> and then to go home and be intimate and realize they are disconnected from your body they are disconnected from uh their own body that's that's really sad yes and I think that one of the reasons that I'm glad another one of the many reasons I'm glad about this article is because there is this thing that happens with some men and women. I think it's mostly women because women are, are traditionally raised to be people pleasers. And, uh, and I'm certainly textbook that me but- too. I suffer with it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, God, Chris, stand up for yourself. Jesus Christ. Um, but there's this thing that happens and I, and I, it got me really thinking back to like this, the, the times that I've been jackhammer fingered, in middle school mm. or, or high, early high school. And, I'm, mm. and, it, and it made me feel lonelier after that, even though I did want to engage in a sexual thing that wasn't sex. So that's what right. was. I did want to do this, but why does it make me feel lonely and bad? And it's, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's like when you freeze during the moment when it happens, if you are a woman that, or a man that is prone to like people pleasing or, or saying no is too much of an inconvenience, so I'll just take it. You, you begin what happens is you doubt yourself when some, when the bad when the first little tiny thing happens mm-hmm. uh, like you put my hand on your cock and I'm like wait I don't think I didn't really want to do that in your head you're like I'm pretty sure I didn't want to do that is this happening no it's not I eh you know we had that great discussion about the camera thing I feel like you know what I'll just and you stay and I understand that and if you can't understand that that's okay 
just shut the fuck up and listen. Though. Well, and there are also so few people that you connect with. I mean, especially like as you get older, I think you connect with less people. And then so you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like when you finally have some level of connection with someone, you're like, well, I'll let that slide. Maybe that's not reflective of who this person is as an entire human. Yeah. But, but one of the things that it led me to reading everybody's responses to that particular article, I'm like, I think the can we just also keep talking about how rampant sexual assault, sexual community, like, uh, like we get emails to the point where, and, and whether what happened with the Aziz thing, uh, the sexual assault, I, I don't, you it's gotta learn classified to, as that sex, sexual misconduct, misconduct. I, we don't mm, even, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't classify it as sexual assault, but I feel weird saying that. I'm sorry, you would. I wouldn't classify that oh, what happened in that article. But that's, that's not how I would feel about it. But if you felt that way about it, I'm not going to take that away from you. I don't. Right. It wasn't me. I agree with you, and I also wouldn't. But then it's all. But then it's difficult because if we're just going off feelings with something that's very like could really it. damage lives. Yeah, it's like it's such a tricky situation because it is. it's like well, I also wouldn't classify if that happened to me. I also would not feel like I was sexually assaulted. But that's and that's why sexual assault is so tricky. Yeah, because it is something that needs to be punished. It is something that is not punished enough. But it's like then if we're basing things off feelings, there has to we, there has to be at some point something like that's literally like. If this part of your body does this and this is said, then this is sexual assault. It has to be. Yeah. But but, what to do? But those little tiny moments and those miscommunications, misunderstandings, whatever the fuck it was. Right. Those are really important to discuss. Absolutely. Because it it seemed like we get and I say this all the time. I will never shut the fuck up about this. I should be saying it every single fucking episode. The amount of emails that we've gotten about people who are raped or people who are molested as children is astronomical. And it's to the point where it is now people are writing us and I'm noticing this and it's it's good and bad. They use the the fact that they were raped, the fact Mm -hmm. that they were molested as a child is used as an aside. Mm -hmm. So the, the email could be about like wanting to be able to take a dick up my ass. Right. By the way, when I was a kid, I was raped and blah, blah, blah. And they just and that's. It makes me happy and it makes me sad. It makes me happy because they are not identifying themselves as a victim of this. They don't feel like they don't carry the weight with them every day. It does day. not define, it, define it doesn't their define lives. Them, but, right. they, but they feel comfortable talking about it because it's yeah. a thing that happened to them. I think yeah. that's fucking great. The sad part is the amount of times we have to fucking read it. And I can't stress this enough. I feel like everybody, I feel like 80% of the people listening to this podcast have been molested as a child or have been raped. Well, I think there is a correlation it's between crazy. Like, I think I, I I think that the people the amount of people who listen to our podcast, the percentage of people who were molested and said, I think it's cute. It is I'm showing sure. a little higher. Yeah. And it's because of the stuff that we're talking about, because it's like, yeah, they've had to kind of like live with this experience for so long and like been told they couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was happening in their family because people, you know, kept happening in their family because people weren't talking about it. The whole thing is just like, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about and it. And it's great that time. we are talking about it, but then it's also not great that some of it's like, you know, bullshit, James Franco. <clears throat> oh, well, yeah, I don't see. It's too much for me to read. I can't fucking keep up with this shit. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I just, it, it, it doesn't take anything away from you. You meaning every person listening to this to, to listen or to be respectful towards someone. It is a choice. And I feel like when people, one of the reasons those sexual encounters that I think back on that, I feel like I was treated like a sex doll. Uh, it felt like the person 
wasn't in their own body and mm-hmm. they weren't paying attention to me at all. And that's part of the reason why I say it makes me feel like a sex doll. But sometimes consensually, if you agree to that before the clothes come off, that can be very fun. And that's actually something like Stephen and I would like, I incorporated that into my dirty talk with Stephen and I fucking love it. But we are in a seven year relationship. So, you know, yeah, that's not, that's not that's a different. That's not a bond, first night bonding thing. over cameras and then going nope. rushing home. Yeah, no. And it's like, I, I, I'm on a quest to find out because I think that the thing that happened kind of how Aziz behaved and when he said like, oh, I didn't know it was interpreted that I didn't know you interpreted that way that bums me out. Whether that's true or not, I don't fucking care because I have no way of knowing. But I think I wish more people would take the time to be in their own body during sex and the moments leading up to sex Uh and not be so fucking afraid to to be vulnerable and to be uh, present in the moment. I, I feel like so much sex happens and people aren't present. And like, what the fuck is the point of having sex if you're not going to do that? Like, go masturbate. Right. It's like a moment of shame. I think I think this is a great way to use shame. And it's mostly men for the, the, this part. But like, if if the, uh, you're having sex with a woman, this is for shame. And if you and if you feel like she's not into it, she's not into it. So you should stop. And even yep. if it, it, it's kind of like just really check in with people when you're having sex, it, you know, you don't have to do this thing where, you know, it's not like you have to walk into your apartment and have someone go, yes, I, Corinne Fisher, consent to sex with you. Like, because I think sometimes this stuff is getting like a little ridiculous where it has to be enthusiastic consent. Like, I want to fuck you. Like, we all have then, had sex. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. However, check the fuck in with people. Yes. If they look like they're look not at fucking them in their into eyes. it, they're not into it. And maybe they were just maybe they were you don't know the whole backstory of their lives but and then on the flip side we've talked about this before and it's constantly called victim blaming i don't give a shit we live in a shit-tastic world shit-tastic and we need to be constantly playing defense yep if your gut tells you no i like we took christine and i talk about this all the time the amount of times that my gut has said no, uh, has told me no, and I've gone on to do the thing anyway, always, and, and it's yeah. turned out uh, good is zero percent. That's my track record. And you've told me is when 0%. times when your gut said no, we did it anyway. Not good. I ended up storming out of a comedy club, <laughs> you know. And it's like, and that's, and that's a great. And I'm like, oh, I'm or so lucky that all I had to do was storm out of something or yeah. walk out of a meeting. Like that's a great, good for me. But like, uh, follow your gut. You're smart, and you know your body, and you know what's up. And we don't need to always see the best in people, especially in sexual situations. I understand you that. You do not yeah. need to give anyone the benefit of the doubt because if you guys are meant to be together, if that relationship is meant to work, and you say, you know what, no, I don't want to do this anymore and even if you leave if that person really likes you and you're meant to be together that person will call you the fuck back and if they don't you just Bye. dodged, you a, dodged bullet. a fucking bullet and <clears> i think <throat> i have had always always saying no is gives me hives almost to mm-hmm. saying no to my mother saying no to my boyfriend saying no to a sex a casual sex partner saying no to a friend <clears> i hate it i hate it why do i hate it okay i don't like confrontation i don't but but really if i really dig deep 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 down i i feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable saying no because i don't have the confidence to say no mm-hmm. and i don't have the confidence to realize that if I say no and you freak out, that's on you. Right. And well, there's a common Hollywood saying. I finally saying do. That, that is, that there's a common Hollywood saying that. It's good to say no. No is the sexiest word in the business because mm. once you, you know, it's a, it, uh, Hollywood and, and the entertainment industry are that's constantly Weinstein playing with your emotions, toying with your emotions because you know everyone wants it so badly. You have to do so much. So once you have, are at a place in your career and you can use this in any career or place in your life that you're in, I think it's relatable for all stuff. We're just talking about it because this is the business we're in. Once you can 
can say no. Ugh, the world is your oyster. You're, you are empowered yeah. when you feel comfortable saying no. Saying no feels great. You know what I feels? gotta say? Saying no feels, so feels great. And and yeah, saying no, say no might not be, uh, it might not be that simple of like you verbally saying no, but like certain things where like it's standing up for yourself is really what it is. Like one thing I've learned in my relationship with Steven is I've always felt in the back, the, the past three or four years, I've always felt in the back of my head, I am with people all the damn time. I'm always right. working on a project or we're, we're together flying and we're always talking to groups of people. Yeah. I'm talking to my manager. I'm talking to my age, talking. I'm always talking to people and I'm always surrounded by people. And I live with my boyfriend. So we're, you know, we both work from home and we're not working, you know, on the field. And so I, <laughs> I, it sounds like we dig up dinosaur bones. We don't. Um, but like, I thought I've had this thought in the back of my head. I wish I had at least a half a day to myself every week by myself. Nobody in the apartment, no Steven, no nothing. No one called me, put my phone. I right. just need that for me. Yeah. And I've been too scared to ask for it. And then one day I was like, you know what? I, I it's, Because I didn't know how to ask for that, I had a fight with Steven about something totally fucking unrelated. And then I led him to go, do you need me to leave? I'm like, actually, yeah. That's yeah. what this whole thing is about. I'm sorry. That, right. that, that's not what I started this argument as is totally something different than what I actually want. Right. Say what you want. Say what you need. And the same thing with men. I wish, you know, I, I, I men and women and straight sex and then in, in, in other types of sex, bo- both partners, both sexual partners or all four or five or whatever the fuck you do. You need to be comfortable talking to each other. Even if it's a one night stand, what the fuck is the point right. of having sex? Sex can be so fun and great, but why would you engage in it if no one's saying anything? You're like, guess we'll see what happens. Like that blows. I can't think of anything more unappealing than- Or depressing, to be honest. Like trying to get someone to have sex with me who did not want to have sex with me. Like for me, when I have a crush on someone, like, you know, if you if someone has a crush on you and you don't want them to have a crush on you any longer, you know what you should say to them? I act like they're a little sister. I don't like you. Because once someone says, I don't like you, I go, well, you're all kinds of messed up in the head. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I, now I don't like and you. now I am, and I immediately don't like them but it's not like a it's not like a putting up a guard don't like you it's like I truly have am I don't re- have feelings for you I, I am released from liking you because it's nice I'm not I'm not trying to if you don't realize like how great I am like right off the bat uh, and then it's fine maybe okay. we're just not compatible or whatever like you don't want to be with someone who doesn't like you though cool like you know? great like you just saved me so much time but I'm just like god damn <clears throat> people need to talk they need to fucking talk about these sexual things because that's why so many people are molested as children so many people are currently molesting children there are and yes, don't no, do that no one's talking about it sexual assault it happens all goddamn every second a billion people are sexually assaulted it's truly right. it's it's i mean obviously that's an exaggeration but that's a statistic and we got it from babe.net <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, we didn't. Uh, but, and but also, I would we like need to, to talk. And we also just need to. I mean, I'd like to uh, bring back uh, kicking people in the dicks. I think we've we've <laughs> got, we've started blogging, and not enough people are getting kicked in the dicks. So if you need to kick someone in the dick, you kick them in the dick. But please use this carefully because then we're, our right to get uh, kick people in the dicks, which is not really a right, but it's just one that I'm giving you, uh, is going to be taken away. Disclaimer: We do not recommend actually kicking someone. In the if dick. you need to, though, mm. if you need to kick someone in the dick, I've never had to, but uh, please, oh, knock on wood. There we My, go. You know, biting a dick a good way—they're going to go down. Yeah. 
Oh, it makes me want to rewatch Igby Goes Down. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Okay, another, I have, yeah, I could, I just, I, that's mostly what I wanted to say about that and, and how the communication thing and nothing other than like, man, this is a really, really, uh, tiny part of of sex that doesn't get any attention is that communication factor of it or the confidence to say no and the confidence to be rejected it doesn't feel good no one wants to be rejected guys mm-hmm. are constantly i feel like straight guys are constantly being rejected yeah honestly boohoo cry me a fucking river like i've been rejected too it doesn't feel good right. i don't I, I don't i think that straight men are rejected probably way more than straight women no one likes it but also like that's the other thing too when when this is a one night encounter of like oh i just met you we went out to dinner and and then we had this thing where you just weren't on the fucking same page at all it, it it's you don't have that opportunity to uh to recognize right away that it's wrong because the one non-consensual thing that I had in my life was with that boyfriend that I had been dating for two mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. I stopped it immediately. I, I said, what the fuck is going on with you? And mm-hmm. we had a talk about it. We did not move until we talked that out. Never happened before or since. Well, and you were still deep in people pleasing then. So that, was. Gives, that gives people pleasers around the world like hope. Yeah. That, like you can. But because I knew him and I knew right. who he was and right. I felt very comfortable with him. I'm like, oh, fuck no. Right. That's what you did was that's the definition of rape when I'm pushing you off me uh-huh. and you're still sticking it in me uh-huh and I yelling no yeah mm, you know yeah. let's have a discussion about that you know and so but that's that's how we handled it and I I liked the way that was handled very much disclaimer but, you don't always have to have a conversation with your rapist you can just very be like, true you raped me and then yeah bye and then see ya see in court yeah every situation is going to be different right. because every dynamic is different there's different circumstances and di- whatever but when you're with somebody with a with a casual sex thing or a mm-hmm. one night stand or somebody you don't really know very well that you don't you're you're not immediately going to go it's harder for you to immediately recognize when something isn't going right mm-hmm. when it's not so obvious and 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 I think that that's that's just something that also needs to be talked about too. that aspect of like, shit, I'm pretty sure. Right. Sometimes it also mm. follow your gut. It's always better to err on the side of being, uh, of being safe. I think. Yes, I agree. I agree. So if you are debating it, I think the, 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 the safest bet is get yourself out of the situation because yeah, cause even if it is a good what person, are you losing? even if it's a good person, if you're debating in your head, whether or not this is an okay situation to be in, you're not going to feel comfortable and you're not going to enjoy the sex anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then just put, you know, everything it, it's like, it feels like everything's on you, but it's like you, your own joy, it, you know, has to be in your hands. And again, it's like, yeah, I, I think the Aziz and uh, this, you know, in quotes, Grace, just they need to have a conversation because Aziz's public apologies was a uh, grade A bullshit. Oh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, um, uh, Corinne and I listened to uh, if if you are familiar, the uh, show creator Dan Harmon has a podcast called Harmon Down and he talked about being shitty to women on Twitter. And then the very specific person, the writer, a female writer that was working right. for him, who he was shitty towards. Yeah. Tweeted him back and said, you know what? What you did fucked me up. And then uh, Stephen said, you got to listen to his, the apology on the latest episode of Harmon Town. And I kept meaning to and I did in front of you uh, I did with you and I was like thank you for not making it about you and defending well this is what I thought I know what you fucking thought I know yeah. what you had like why why does it happen you know and so I don't know I don't know I hope you said something like as heartfelt privately to that writer because like uh, public too. apologies really I'm not into them yeah I agree all right okay our guest 
Uh, no, Women's oh, March. Oh, yeah, our Women's March. Okay, guys. The Women's March. So tomorrow, Saturday, January 20th, the, the Women's March. We're obviously, we're located in New York City right now and hopefully for the rest of the time. Um, but uh, we, uh, we looked it up. There's some huddles happening. But at 11 a.m., uh, is the start of the Women's March yep. uh, on uh, tomorrow, Saturday, January 20th. Yes. And Christina and I uh, w- want to make, see, we were like, how can we make this Women's March about us? No. Um, so we we wanted to, we took the footsteps, followed in the footsteps of some men and made it about us. <laughs> so there's a, JK, there's a general uh, meeting spot uh, for the Women's March on the Upper West Side. Yeah. And we, uh, so at 1030 a.m., we are invited. Anybody, if you oh, want to march. 1030? Well, no, it starts at 11. So we're saying if oh. you want to meet up we are okay so you want to 10 30 yeah because march starts at 11 so be, so we can join it together we want to anyone who wants to if you want to travel and obviously just be safe and have a place to stay uh oh yeah uh or if you're local uh 10 30 a.m guys we fucked listener women's march uh meet up it's not a separate march it's no, the same we're march. all gonna join it we just we're gonna do it together so we could like say hi and whatever and like you know kind of as i said i was like i'm gonna get annoyed anyway so might as well be annoyed around people that i like more yeah. than the other people um <laughs> but yeah if you want to meet up at the steps of lincoln center at 11 30 i, I no, 10 30 10 30 10 30 lincoln center yes. this is the most girly meetup plan ever we're just like it's like going back and forth in a group text um no and uh, i don't know if you guys got the message but no pink pussy hats this year Not that i was planning on wearing one anyway apparently cause... they are number one um they're not inclusive because everyone's vagina doesn't look like which that. which i didn't realize and that's that's true christina and i I, mean, I didn't even think of we that. just thought it was because girls like pink um yeah. <laughs> and that's why i'm like i'm not fucking wearing that goddamn hat yeah um, i'm gonna march though so i'm there well and then also because everyone who presents as a female does not have a vulva yeah. so those are the reasons why no pussy hats this year we're not gonna shame you if you show well, up who cares? With one. Just show up. i don't give a shit just please just show up i would prefer with clothes on because it's chill oh, chilly yeah don't get and i can't give hugs to nudes um <laughs> but uh a little about me i don't give <laughs> hugs to nudes but other than that we'll have a good time 10 30 a.m. We'll steps to Lincoln signs. Center. We'll be positive. Yeah. Oh, don't gotta... ask us about our pussies there in person. No. We're just, we're there for women. We're not there yeah. for anything else. Women Day. Yeah. And it'll Come be march fun. with us. It'll we'll be march, fun. Dress fucking warm. Yeah. I got to think of a witty ass sign. And don't I be love... the dumb bitch in stilettos. <laughs> Women not judging women, everybody. Yeah, that, that's more for your feet. Wait, do people march in stilettos? P- you know, I am someone who constantly shows up in inappropriate footwear. Okay. But I mean, I wouldn't go to the point where like Lady Gaga went hiking and like, you know, Jeffrey Campbell. Puts, that was Whoa. anyone who believes she was actually hiking is that's ridiculous. It was yeah, obviously a, a publicity op. op but um, <laughs> anyway, you know, just be kind to your feet. I can show you my crust, my crusty witch toe if you want. <laughs> Just one. That's from wearing platform since I was uh, 13 years old. Ayo. Oh, man. Our guest today. She is fantastic, guys. Uh, she's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. She's a writer. Oh. She was recently on an episode of Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks, which is on True TV. Ooh, you should totally tune in. Great show. Please give it up for Ayana Dookie. You better. Back better for you bring it. Yeah. I already said it. Yeah. We like come again with it Don't waste my time with it I need you to give me some space Been paving my own way A lone wolf making child's play But you about to fall prey And you follow me Enough by playing your games Disaster, your best friend Another hero trying to make a name You can't hear me now 
Don't get your ego to grow Slide of hand, you empty in the cups Cut them down as they're popping up Freedom can't be bought But you're selling to the high end Mood for long enough by playing your games I want to date this girl And we're here with Rihanna Dookie Hello Hi how are we doing today? Really good. Uh, before Corinna arrived, we were having a very interesting conversation about a lot of things. But one of the things that I wanted to get into, and it's like good, it's good in time order, is how you were raised mm-hmm. and how what your circumstances were at home. Uh, what was it? Oh, okay. So, so I am start, <laughs> we start at the very beginning. I am a first generation American. My parents, both of them are from Trinidad. My father got citizenship for himself and his immediate family by fighting in Vietnam. Uh, So I was actually the only one in my family born here. Born in Brooklyn, moved to Maryland, grew up there, then moved back. My parents are divorced. Uh, Very messy divorce. I grew up watching, well, being a part of domestic violence and restraining Uh, orders. How old were you? I don't remember my parents ever being happy, to be honest with you. Uh, so probably five, six, seven. And the actual like violence oh, yeah. from a young age. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I spent many times in precincts and mm-hmm. that kind of life. Um, being questioned by the cops? Like, not what really you see? Qu- or- I mean, I was too small at that somewhere. point that they were just, I mean, because my mom would, they would get into it. Then she would call the police and the police would come and then they would take her to the precinct. Do you want to press charges? And obviously my sister and I are there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and my aunt didn't live far from us in Brooklyn. And so sometimes she would take us. We'd end up over there for the night. Just, it was chaotic um, yeah. at the least. And I think for the most part, both of my parents are legit crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> but I think most people's parents are crazy, but I definitely think my mom has some kind of imbalance. Um, so, and then that's, a you know, it's interesting when you look like, I look at 30, I'm 36 mm-hmm. and I don't have any kids. And I couldn't imagine taking <gasps> oh, care of. I know how dare I? I couldn't. <laughs> but even, you're I'm, a woman. I'm just. I should be using these ovaries. <laughs> um, but I look at my mom. My mom had me when she was 26, and my sister when she was 19. And I couldn't imagine taking care of anything. Uh, oh, I mean, man. that will drive you crazy if you're not there or there. Yeah, yeah, born that way. Yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna take you there. <laughs> and I think she had a lot of unrealized dreams, uh, and she pinned it on us that those didn't come to fruition. Mm. Right. As if, you know, I was up there in her tubes. Like, and you, you asked to come out. out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be bored. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I believe how to start the conversation we we're having, Christina, is because uh, we're talking about just, we're talking about how you were raised and how that impacts. Your confidence, your and, ability to say no. Yeah, and I I essentially was always taught that you need to take care of yourself. And part of, I don't, I don't even think it was a direct lesson of my mom going, you always need to make sure you have bad money or anything like that. I think it was a function of her just being batshit crazy mm-hmm. that me and my sister learned, like, we literally do not have a stable parental figure to lean on. So we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. It was a do it or Or, do or die. Survival. Yeah. 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 So it it was, it was, I've always, my, my sister is six years older than me. It's like, she was, she raised me more than anything else. And I feel bad to some extent because that really dipped into her teenage years because now she has a little sister that she has to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was great. She took that responsibility on without any type of regret or, Hmm. I don't ever get any type of like ill feelings. From like she's her. not taking Shut it out on you. Yeah, she's not like you owe me or anything along right. those lines. It was just like this is what it is. So you had, sometimes you just you gotta, gotta do, do what it. you gotta do. Exactly. Yeah. So from that age, I was pretty much taught 
just from that do or die mentality that I always have to have for myself. I always, I always, I always, there's not going to be a man. There's not going to be a mom. There's not going to be a dad that's going to come and put on a cape and save me from anything. I have to have everything on my own. Um, and I think that's what's interesting. Like when I read that gr- that story on Babe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm reading this and I'm just like, honestly, I was like this. In- that's the Az- Aziz Ansari uh, article just for people oh, yeah. listening. Oh, so yeah. I, didn't I will have talked about it at length. In <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't give a good transition into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Sometimes but- I forget we're recording a podcast. I'm like, oh, I guess I should get some background on that inside joke I just said. <laughs> like, did we say this before we started or after? <laughs> yeah. But like I was reading it and I think because I not even I think I have those experiences of having to take care of myself and we've all had that shitty date, that guy that we thought was going to respect us or, you know, this was going to be more than it actually was or he's just corny as fuck. <laughs> you know? no, you're ta- which is a, which is a crime in and of itself. It but I but I think I, I think a lot of women read that article and went, I fucked that guy. Oh, yeah. We oh, I fucked that guy. Oh, for sure. Wish I didn't fuck the guy. Yeah, I, I locked did. myself in a room and hoped that guy <gasps> would go away yeah i remember that we you know yeah i tried to jump out the window but you were too high (laughs) and you gotta stay in the back not high on drugs just literally too too high high (laughs) gravity the bad kind of yeah 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 (laughs) what's funny about that guy is that guy transcends race oh Mm -hmm. yeah that guy transcends he's an everyman yeah finance any type of success Yep, like there, that guy, economic he is, status, uh, country, and that guy brings women together. He though. does, well, that's, he does. and that's why I was glad that that was written about because that's what I was. Because people are like, is is should she have written that or should she have left? I'm like, that's not the debate. I don't want to have that debate. I want to. I, and you I, can write whatever the fuck you want to write. I don't give a shit. Don't read it then. If you I've don't want a lot of like dumbass uh, op eds in but, my day. But we were talking earlier about <laughs> how you know like Susie writing about it on her blog about a nobody that yeah. she had that sexual experience with. Right. She could put that on the internet. This is true. No one would give a shit because that person wasn't famous. Yes. That's why everyone's sure. talking about this. Sure. So it is good. It sucks for him. I don't think his show should get taken away at all. Think, I think this is a very important conversation to start having about the confidence to say no. Yeah. And, and you were saying that you have that confidence oh, yeah. to say no. Oh yeah. And I mean that, and I think that, that not even, I think that confidence came over time. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something that even despite the, the, tumultuous background that I had when it came to dudes because the other the other the flip side of being raised I have to take care of myself is I'm also looking for love all the fucking time oh you so are I'm, yeah well at that time when I was in my 20s I was like yeah. I just want somebody to hug me and like yeah because yeah. you don't have I didn't have that growing up so I'm looking mm-hmm. for you know you can't Affection. really yeah you can't yeah. go out and date a new mom or date a new dad I mean you can try you can like borrow some people friends. do some people do yeah I didn't have that fetish right but, <laughs> You know, it's I, I went out with these guys and I was hoping that they would treat me or they would give me some kind of validation or love that I should and all the things you probably hear in therapy that and not to like, you know, just steamroll over that. But that was what I was looking for. So, yeah, I ended up fucking that dude a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same guy, but just fucking that dude a bunch of times. That and guy it just appeared in different ways. Exactly. And it's a bummer after even after you fuck. It's like, ugh, yeah. man, I'm kind of depressed now. Yeah. It's always a bummer after you fuck that dude. And I, I wonder if a, I wonder if guys have the equivalent. No, because they look at that as like I fuck this crazy chick and they yeah. laugh about it. And it's right. acceptable. You know, you know, it's I will always gauge how bad sex was. By homage of the story, I left off when telling my girlfriends. 
Oh, that's interesting. That's how you gauge. And I don't care how tight you are with your girls. There are sometimes where some fucked up shit happens. And you, you just like, say- we just want to keep that to ourselves. Yep. Right. We're going to have to write this in a journal because mm-hmm. I don't even feel comfortable <laughs> yeah. telling somebody I, that I allow that to happen to well, me. You know what? Because right, you feel you're, you're like, this isn't you me. feel stupid. You feel me. Yeah. You are being sure. disconnected. I one of my one of my closest friends in the whole world, she uh, she had dated a couple guys. And there was one particular guy where after they broke up and at, she told me all this stuff that he like little tiny things. I'm like, dude, you fucking tell me that. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, I didn't, I felt stupid. And I knew what you were going to yeah. say. And so now we kind of have this pact with each other where if she just needs to talk something out because yeah. she's like, I think this was fucked up. And normally she would probably convince herself that it wasn't and go to bed. She called me. We talked for like an hour and a half. We talked it out and I was kind of helping her figure it out. Mm-hmm. She was helping her. And we kind of came to the conclusion like, yeah, this guy, nope, it's yep. bad, not good. And then it caused her to remember all these other fucked up things he did mm-hmm. that added up to a big fat red flag. Oh yeah. And you got to talk that shit yeah. out. You have to, but it's embarrassing. Like, I remember the first time my ex peed in my apartment because he's an alcoholic. I didn't want to tell my girlfriends that because mm-hmm. they would have been like, bitch, you need to go. And that, yeah, was that in, you think, yeah, that's why, that's why that instinct to not say anything Yeah, you happens. just keep it to yourself. You just like, well. So that's a red flag in and of itself. Well, yeah. why don't you want to talk about it? Exactly. You got to ask yourself that. And but though, and in the moment, though, you're not thinking that. You're just like, Yeah, and you just, yeah. like, Meh. you make a sound to yourself and you keep it fucking moving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so that's the thing, like with the whole Aziz Ansari thing, it's like I, I I didn't have much sympathy because to some extent, this is going to sound so fucked up. I was like, well, that's a rite of passage <laughs> for the woman, for women. It's just mm-hmm. like we go through these corny ass dudes and mm-hmm. then hopefully it's, you know, rainbows and sunshine on the other end because you learn to how to weed out these corny dudes. Absolutely. And I think, too, one of the things is when it first when when it's when it's something that's not as obvious uh, meaning like grabbing my hand and putting it on your dick. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, mm, no, when that starts to happen, I know the fame thing is a whole nother layer, yeah. but like mm-hmm. you kind of, a lot of times women will think if that's never happened to them before, I'm pretty sure this isn't, I don't like this. I don't like the pace it's moving at, but maybe it's me. And you just, you doubt yourself and you don't even know if you should speak up because, and, and I think that that's, that's why going through those situations teaches you things, teaches yeah. you to, uh, I, I, you know, to identify when that moment is of, oh, I don't feel comfortable and I need to tell this person and I need to leave. Also, I think we just need to start carrying around knives. So <laughs> true. I mean, I'm like, I am very anti-violence. I hate violence of any kind. I've violence. never hit anyone or been hit. And like, I, I mean, like, you know, like yeah. fun stuff by your parents, but like, not really. <laughs> not like, not like excessively, like a slap here and there. And then uh, uh, my parents hit me. But I'm just like, times. I want to fucking like, just start beating and I, I starting with the Z is only because I know I could take him. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work up to it. So I'm just, I think just, we certainly need to start being violent, uh, not in a relationship where you're continuously violent, just want like one and gun it. But that's my new, that's my, I've decided over I the like, past week. I want to, I feel like, um, because I've been uh, like working out uh, like for the first time really in my life. I never, I always like ran around the I block. I was so jealous when you said, oh, I just came in from the gym. I was like, I didn't go to the gym. Tomorrow. I wouldn't, I would <laughs> never go though if I didn't have a train. Like I, I just wouldn't. And uh, like sometimes like my trainer will be like, oh, you know, can you go to the gym twice this week? Cause I'm, you know, uh, you know, she's away or mm-hmm. out of town. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't fucking do it. But being physically strong though, like working on your, your muscles does make me feel, I don't know. It makes me feel less fragile of a person. Mm-hmm. 
and it makes it, it and it, it it rises up to it makes my confidence a lot. I was higher. about to say it all comes down to confidence, and we were talking about rejection too. It's a lot of people don't know how to take rejection. I think also because we're comics that we're constantly rejected Ugh, so many yeah, times all the time. that oh it becomes uh, our own words and our soul is rejected. Exactly, we just kind of shrug our shoulders. Like it, in yeah, fact. yeah. We just kind of right. It's yeah. just like I've been told no before. It's right, whatever. Mm-hmm, but yeah. a lot of people they live their lives in a way that they avoid rejection at all costs. So that's desperately why, avoid it. Yeah. So that's why there are a lot of people doing jobs that they don't want to do because if they did what they really want to do, then that is the number so one fucking, fucking thing that we, people, you know, people, you know, this is a podcast about sexuality and everything. But if I get one more email about someone saying that I love your podcast because it makes me forget about the job that I hate, like that makes me want to get out of the job you hate. Yeah, and, I, and people and are like, live. well, that's easy for you to say. I'm like, is it because I quit my job when I had zero money? I didn't have health insurance. I was living in a rat, uh, a not rat. I'm sorry, mouse infested apartment. Oh, God, I, had I was dramatic. Doing, I was being great i was doing great guys it was so <laughs> nice um and, and and you just and i just bet. walked away and i was like i i was like i'm gonna go crazy if i stay here another minute and i'll figure the, re- the rest but you know what out. you have to reach that point <clears throat> you have to reach that point of i if i i your literally point, yeah. I, yeah of just and you it, you will know what's your breaking point yeah there's no and sometimes you need you need that you need to be yeah. pushed you need the wor- one more worst thing to happen for yeah. you to go oh Fuck I'm not this. doing this shit. Yeah. And the thing too is you're gonna, you're once you hit that breaking point, don't think that you're it's gonna be great on the other end. No, it's gonna be Oh no, no it's <laughs> still bad here. No, I wanna make that really clear, but it's a little better. But I'm I I'm doing every day I wake up and say, I chose this terrible life. Yeah. Yes. And that's empowering. And that's empowering. It yeah. is. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. But did, have, did you ever have an instance uh, in your sexual career that you've done something that you were like, why did I fucking do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Can you think times. of anything that uh, that makes that it I want, uh, the most? That I want to share. Uh- that you want to share. Too. That's important as well. Oh, I remember the first time someone titty fucked me. I was like, this is... <laughs> I forgot about titty fucking, dude. You should forget about titty fucking. (laughs) Everybody should forget about titty fucking. Who invented the first time you got titty fucking? Who invented titty fucking? Men. Oh my god! Like I mean, like it's just as they're sitting on your stomach. Well, sometimes they put their—they're not supposed to put their full weight on your chest. Oh well, he was doing like, it wrong. Do a squat, see, I girl. Let me tell you. But I didn't know that at first until someone didn't put their full weight on my chest. I'm like, wait, I can breathe. Oh, oh my god, god, that's really funny. My favorite part was the time that someone attempted to titty fuck me, and I was like, <laughs> that's not an A cup move, my friend. <laughs> this is not where my my friend. Do you have eyes? <laughs> like, trying to like scrunch them together. <laughs> I'm like, well, then who's touching just your dick? Do it between my ass, please. <laughs> I just—it was just you. Yeah. Did, did he ask you if you wanted to get titty fucked? <laughs> I mean, he probably didn't because you probably wouldn't have said no. Yes. <laughs> no, no one asks that question because it just happens slowly, and you're watching it, and, and you know it's yeah, about to happen. Yeah, you see them, you see them scooch up up your chest with their knees, and you're like, no, you can't smoothly titty. That's I the only time that I hope the dick is going in my mouth. <laughs> That's the only time. I hope you're aiming for no. the mouth. Have you ever been titty fucked and they expect you to suck their dick oh, as I well? Thought, and you're I, like, Holy I thought shit. that was part of titty fucking. Oh, I know. <laughs> this is an intervention. We are here to sit. That's only happened to me once. 
<laughs> Wait, you suck the dick every time you got titty fucked? That's yeah, a double I thought whammy. You squeeze it That's and a lot of it And then you like, lick, you know. That's a titty fuck blowjob. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Combo deal. <laughs> live and you learn. This is the guys we fuck exclusive. Yeah, I didn't realize you don't have to suck the dick while they're titty fucking you. That's an extra. That's a cherry on top. That's a more than a cherry on top. I thought honestly. that was part of the package. I just really thought it was just a one move kind of thing. That's so sweet. <laughs> Oh, I feel even worse. <laughs> oh, that's a, shit. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's uh, guys we fucked experience. You'll yeah. feel way worse, but then hopefully at the end you'll feel uh, better. But you know what? Other people feel real good. <laughs> and Listen also, you people know. getting their job right now, they are laughing at their computer. They just accidentally press send on an email they didn't mean to send. And you know there's one other girl who goes, God damn it. Oh, I also didn't know. I feel no. the women across the world go, fuck. And here's a virtual hug for those who thought that you had to suck the dick during the titty fuck I, I, I didn't really... know I genuinely thought and then you no. were just what? like when they expect you I was like you they, they don't expect you to I thought this was what you're supposed to do no one tells you how to titty Dude, fuck that's true that is a no valid one, point that's true but I I mean I guess I was more like I'm not sucking your dick you're titty fucking me good there's one present right hurry up one bad thing at I don't time. enjoy this yeah. how did that even start was somebody on their period and they just had to find an alternative no it's just think a guy got bored yeah I think guys mm. just like just put their around dick in and see what yeah what their dick where can, can I into? squish my dick in between oh, which to gosh. be honest if I had a penis I'd probably do the same thing sure I, so wait the first time you got titty fucked <laughs> we already know you sucked the dick as well which yeah. great I mean you should have you deserve more praise for that than I mean, a, this I'm is doing what comes the Lord's with work it. right now um <laughs> and he didn't add, he just kind of like yeah, I don't remember it being like. Here's the thing: I was I a virgin. Titty fuck, we, there was a time where none of us knew what titty fucking meant. Yeah, someone until had it happened, to, right? Someone had to introduce you to that. Yeah. I guess maybe in a, I also learned a lot from movies. I, oh, but titty fucking. Uh, I mean, sure, because yeah, that's something that like you can you know when when they just show the sheets and I don't know. I watched a lot of weird movies. movies. Yeah, what I was the fuck a, movies were had titty fucking. I'm, I'm sure, sure there's some, some of them. There's some nasty shit that they can get into movies without actually showing it. Could you imagine writing a script and you're just like, well, we can't fuck, but you know, we, we can't be fuck. <laughs> we can have him. I mean, well, no, he didn't. We, I was a virgin and um, he was, I wasn't really like, he was attractive, but I wasn't like really, you ever see people there like, you, I, I know I should like, I should be attracted. Exactly. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It was Recognize one of those things. I've fussed some people. Yeah. That, that's why. You're just like, oh, I guess like this is a fact <laughs> that you're attractive and I should, this is math. I mean, so... <laughs> Yeah, we were like, I guess we were kissing. And then next thing you know, I was on the floor. Because that's how titty fucking always happens. It's always the next thing you know. You titty fuck on the floor? I do, girl. Oh, I my never, goodness. I'm always titty fuck in the bed. Because it's easier on your back, Okay, I was dude. like 17. And we okay. were in his mom's okay. place. And it was yeah. just, it was wherever you I've could do it. I've done some dumb shit when I was 17. So, yeah. So, and so I remember that. And I just, you know, you leave not feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and it's like, it's a weird, like, numbing kind of, I don't feel good that's and the first time i got fingered but it was because he was doing it wrong oh, oh finger and good I old mean, jackhammer finger oh god don't no one should be fingered up uh, until college honestly because no one knows how to fucking do it well i even till uh. this day i don't like people putting their no my boyfriend's really I like it that. when they're jet when they're yeah. gentle it's very sexy i don't like it inside it just makes me it makes me like cease like seasick oh that's right it does make you nauseous I, I, you say it, seasick yeah it triggers some kind of emotion <laughs> signet in a past life corinne was a boat captain yeah i'm confused 
skipped. I was a skipper. Oh, uh, she ran into an iceberg because she was getting fingered. She probably. had a parrot. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is if there's like some kind of a, a, a trigger point inside. But when a penis is in, you don't feel nauseous. That would suck if you did. No. I mean, every now and again, it can hit a spot where I do. There must be something in there. Oh, yeah. That just that. Have no, a, you might have a curved cervix or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. They need to, you know, that's something I wish people told you when you went to the gynecologist. Well, I've had an, uh, they don't tell you because I've had ultrasounds just like my uh, OBGYN, like just does ultrasounds to check on everything. Okay. Like every couple she of years. She does ultrasounds? Yeah. That's Damn. fancy. I Deluxe. Need her. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, it could just be a huge scam for me to pay lots of money. I'm I don't not know. sure. Share, share that with me. I remember I went to this gynecologist. My girlfriend recommended him. It was hers. And he was real old. He was, oh, like, it was a guy. It was a guy. He was Middle Eastern. She had to talk me into. She's like, he's so good. He's very quick. And I was like, I like quick. Um, <laughs> it's, we're talking about gynecological exam. Not I just, just fucking I, right. There's I one thing you, I like is a quick doctor's yeah, visit. Do. Really I make just, sure that everything. Put is. your fingers in. Get them the fuck out. I just need you in and out like a fucking robbery. Yeah. So he went in. He did his thing, and I'm, I'm laying on him. I was like, she was right. He was quick because he clack clack clack. Doo, 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 doo. I know? love when they're quick. Yo, and then all of a sudden he goes one last thing, and I was, but I was so excited that it was so quick. Then he rammed his two fingers <gasps> in my ass. No. Whoa. No. Whoa. <laughs> And no, he did not. I, like he literally, my put whole, his fingers up your ass. Girl, his two fingers. That and then wasn't he, supposed to happen. Then he took it and then he <gasps> smeared whatever came out on a on a little card, and and then you know, then he was like, okay, and he like smiled. Wait. Girl, let me tell you. So you Whoa. know. So at this point, I'm gonna have to. I had to ask some friends. I was like, I can't keep this to myself. My sister's best friend, who's a midwife, and now she's a doctor. Um, she goes, oh, two fingers she said to me, she's like, he must be real old school. I was like, I don't. Well, she goes, yeah, back in the days, that's what they used to do. She goes, but at this point, just with For what purpose? To their own enjoyment? Your, to check your colon. Your colon's way up there. No, this... I don't, so he was checking something. Okay. I, well, six, I had a doctor's visit that went and I left and I was like, fuck. I got What happened? Assaulted. He gave me a breast exam and there was no need for a breast exam. Just like for no, blood work, I needed right? blood work. Yeah. So, I mean- but then you think a doctor. Well, we're like, all learning titty stuff today. Yeah, that's it. Is, it. I was pissed because I think I almost, I don't know if I was telling you, I was telling someone about it and they were like, well, that's you not told me off air or even on here perhaps. And then I was like, no, that's not. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. That's not. I got tricked. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the bottle, they can't get up to your, that's. I don't know what he was checking. Oh my, is he still practicing doctor? He is. He was, other than that, he was absolutely great. <laughs> That's well, how that's they get you. That's how they get you. Absolutely great. You never had to wait. It was a good times in there. Yeah, because no one wanted to see him. <laughs> well, after that, well, I yeah, told- that's very true. There's no one in his radio. Well, room. I told him. I told him afterwards. I was like, so what? We're not going to do anymore. I was like, if I have cancer up my butt, then I'm just going to have to have cancer up my right. butt. Right. Just- but that's not how you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, there and are you weren't even reporting any problems. Seemingly no. should be checked in your butt, but no one well, guys prostates. They get me has ever been in my butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or he, a guy. I mean, yeah. He and like and the worst thing is not knowing it's coming because I was like just laying there. Yeah. Like, he put like the lube on the gloves. Yeah, he did. But I was so like, okay. I was, but I've never. Yeah, I've never even heard of a gyne- gynecologist yeah, checking put, your ass. But I, when I asked my my sister's friend who's in that field, she was just like, yeah, old school used to do that. So that gave me. Comfort. Okay. Well, did old school mean back then sexual assault? Let we let it fly. I, look, 
And he also, he, the other thing too, he wanted a six, uh-huh. he wanted exams every six months. And she's like, oh, he's super old school. And he had his rationale. So like, let me. I, oh, because that it should be every year, right? Yeah. And yeah. he was just like, if he goes, if you wait every year, then you might. He's like, what if something happens right after your exam and I don't catch it until the following year? That way okay. if I see you. Yeah. So when he was saying things, it made sense. Yeah. I just don't like people in my butt. Same. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> that, that's fair. Have you read anal sex? Oh, God, no. So oh, you never I have, tried. Lucky. I tried. I was drunk. That's yeah. the best way to start. Best time to do it. Okay. I don't know what has happened in my past life <laughs> because as soon as the tip of his dick, not even like hit, like it hit my butt cheek and I screamed. It was like, Lord, and just collapsed. <laughs> like, I screamed like an old black woman at church. Like, ah, Jesus. And just, and he was like, all right, well, this ended. Yeah. That's and why I try just, to pay. That's exactly how the experience went when I try to peg my boyfriend. He's like, no, get it out. I'm like, it's not even in, dude. I, I just, that trauma like did, did, Two things I'm terrified of are butt sex and getting eaten by a shark. Gonna <laughs> wow. But the one, but no, like, like literally, it's so serious that I tell guys before, like, if I feel that we're going in that direction of sex, and he's gonna try and sneak it in. Not or even sneak it in. I let you know off the top. I don't do anal. If that's something you need or you feel that Aww. you're gonna need in the future, then I'm not the girl for you. That's very nice and upfront. I've never heard of anyone who requires the anal. Honestly, most guys are just like, yeah, it's like okay sometimes. Like, okay. I don't know anyone who like a lot. How about it. you stick in the hole that I like too? Yeah. And we're both happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, this hole is doing pretty well. And if need be, I will push my titties together for you. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to suck the dick. It's a nice compromise. If you don't wanna, cherry on top. I wish I knew that. <laughs> what else? What else? else of you like oh god i love thinking back to those first sexual encounters where you're like god damn it like one time i got fingered at the beach and it it was sandy and it Ooh. hurt oh. and, it, and the guy this little mm. fucking kid but i mean we were both how old this were we 17 oh. we're 17 <laughs> i mean to me like yeah you're right. a child I, I was a kid yes. no honestly i think this is more like 15 16 because i wasn't his we met him on the boardwalk and um mm. and just the the yeah. way guys would finger you back in the day, uh, it just wasn't very old school. Horrible, <laughs> very old school. And Circa but I took it because I'm like, I, I thought it. I thought it was a rite of pat. I thought it was. This is how it goes. Like I never even thought to prioritize what I liked, or ever. like the clit. Yeah, uh, bring the clit into the picture. How did you learn about sex? Did your, did your mom ever that? talk to you about it? Oh God, no. Oh. No, she just called me a hoe later on in life. She called you a hoe. Oh yeah. Wait, do you are you still in touch with your mom? Yeah, like we're Facebook friends. I okay, that's risky territory, man. I blocked mine. I unfriended her at one point because I was like, "You don't know how to act." Yeah, what was she doing? Okay, so my mom loves to embarrass people, and then she tries to act like oh, so manipulative. Yeah, she she's super narcissistic. Yeah, and then she tries to act like oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Right, so she I don't even remember exactly what she did, but she put some. She commented on one of my my statuses mm-hmm. and every all of my family know. And it's not hard to look at any of our pages and know that I don't have a Facebook family page. Mm-hmm. Like right. this is my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Like, so don't come on here and talk. You know, what Just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like this is Text not me or some shit. Yeah, don't. This, this is not where you're sharing our real I mean, you're going to get real stuff, but there's some shit that's family stuff mm-hmm. and you keep, and she tried to say some shit. Like, I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, and see, now that's how you get unfriended. Yeah. And I let it be known to everybody on Facebook. I just unfriended my mom. So you're not safe. Like, yeah. Just know, just know that. Um, so she would do stuff like that. She never talked to me about sex. Uh, she always made it. Your seem- sister talked to you about it? No, but I did catch my sister having sex. Oh, how old were you? Uh, 
I think she was 16. So I had to be like nine or 10. Aww. Yeah, I walked in and he was on top of her. And I was like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> oh, no. And I think it took Did me you like- Did you know what was happening? No, it or? took me like three years later to be like, oh. oh. You know, you're like sitting there and then something like a flashback. Yeah, sure. That was you. weird. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what happened. And I remember she had a plastic bag in her room and I was a nosy little sister. So I went through it and there was a used condom in it. Ooh. With pubic hair sticking out. I was out like, I didn't touch that. No, I didn't. But I was like, oh, what's that? And then I kept on moving on with my life. I thought it was candy in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to is. this day, seeing a used condom in people's <laughs> trash still like skews me out. You know what makes me very uncomfortable during sex? Um, it makes me feel like I shouldn't be doing this. Any The, the sound of the condom wrapper. Mm-hmm. That, really? Oh, that, interesting. That completely I can dries see that. me up. I can see that. Because it reminds you of times when you've well, it also had be, sex. And, for me, it's just a moment to reflect. You're like, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Do I want to do this? Nah. Yeah, yeah. It's a second to take a step back. And I think they make them noisy for just for that reason. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great <laughs> idea, though. Like it makes you come too. Like if you're like yeah, a little tipsy or I something. Know. I know this sound. This unfamiliar. Yeah, it's I definitely because it, they don't need to make it that noisy. True. It's all like, <laughs> wait, which condoms do you use? I haven't used a condom in so long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but back in the days, uh, it's it always made me. I remember the first time me and Jason, that's my boyfriend, had sex and he pulled the condom. First, I didn't know. What, I mean, I knew what was happening. I wasn't yeah. drunk or anything like that. But <clears throat> first time I've ever dated an Indian guy. And this is kind of racist. Um, I just <laughs> can't never, wait. I just never saw them as sexual creatures. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm half Indian. I mean, and my dad's the Indian one, so clearly he fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, but I just never saw them in that way. Right. So then when he was, you know, doing his little dance, he wasn't really dancing. But you get my point. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like, oh. Well, it's also how like the kind of like, like media that we sexy. have, the roles that Indian people have in in films and like the stuff that we're exposed to. Yeah. You don't see like and you don't see like a lot of like Indian like models or like porn stars or I mean, yeah, it's understandable. One other thing too, I mm-hmm. think whatever you're raised around is what you tend to find attractive. Mm-hmm. So I was raised around a lot of black men, yeah, and black men have a certain type of energy, a certain type of swag about themselves. <clears throat> and I know that energy. I know how to read that energy. Yeah. Whereas when you date people from other cultures, it's they express their sexuality differently. Sure. Yeah. And that is interesting about like different cultures are sexual differently. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. It is. It's it's I mean, but there are stereotypes in every single race, though, that like the corny part, like, you th- I mean, oh, that whatever the fuck race you are, white guys, black, anybody, mm-hmm. you have that like, get <laughs> Stuck in India, and you're like, oh, get the fuck, go home. I don't, what I don't understand about the whole Aziz thing, though, is why is everybody surprised that he's corny? (laughs) I wasn't. I'm just so confused. That's the least surprising part of the article. We all knew that. I don't think anyone was sitting at home being like, oh, he's boned great. (laughs) Like, that never crossed my mind. That guy can fuck. There's very few comedians who I think can fuck. There are some I think can fuck. And I fucked numerous. And I'm going to report back and say I was right. (laughs) On your both, all your assumptions. Were Mm -hmm. some assumptions that they could fuck? Uh, Yeah, I mean, the ones that could fuck, I kept fucking. Right, 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 right. And that was only like two, maybe Damn. three. I'll count one other person. But then when someone can't fuck, right? And when we say can't fuck, it's just you don't know what you're doing. There's no rhythm. You're mm-hmm. not in your, you're no not in rhythm. your body. No. You're not in your body. You no confidence, a lot of jabbing motion. And you're nothing, doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yes, and you're looking at me, but you're not under, you're not reading me yeah. at all. Like you can't, you you know, and, but it's like, okay, because we, this is another thing we were talking about yeah. when, when you were here, uh, when I got home, but, uh, 
was sometimes guys just can't read what we're doing. And that's a big thing. Like, yeah, but, but also sh- you should leave people better than you found them. Kind oh, yes. of like the Dan Savage campsite rule. Yeah. And I think that's really important with even casual sex. Yeah. But then is it, it's a lot of trouble to be like, all right, listen, bro. Like, cause when I read the easy thing, I'm like, D- I just, I was <laughs> telling I this, like, I'm like, he can't fuck. Like he can't, yeah. he doesn't have that. And mm. I almost want to like, I, I feel like I know what to do to fix that. Like he needs to take his people, people, not just men, but like need to take their time, need to look people in the eyes mm-hmm. and be in their own body with them and, and check in in a way that's not corny. Well, cause also we as women are so uh, taught like uh, to kind of like let things go and not cause, cause yeah. like not cause a stir. But then we take that kind of attitude. I mean, I don't, but people <laughs> take that attitude into the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's just like, oh, I don't want to cause a stir. I don't want to be in any problems. I'll just like let this uncomfortable thing happen. I'll deal with it on my own. Like, and that's why women are so fucking strong. Cause we're always like dealing with all this shit that we it. have to I'll go home yeah. later and then unpack. Well, the other thing, and we were talking about earlier is the, the the campsite, you know, leave things better than how you found it. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be an unpopular view, but sometimes not blame it. But sometimes I whenever I, I, I meet a guy that can't fuck, I'm just like, well, that's because the women before me probably let this shit slide, you know. And, and that, I think that's why the campsite rule is important. Yeah. And it's it's just it it's like I. I want to sometimes like I, I'm not even mad at the dude. I'm mad at the bitch before me. Like, let me go find her. <laughs> I mean, I'll be mad just, at both. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, but and also, like, does that guy know he can't fuck? I don't know. He well, might. He might have an inkling, but he want. He's so scared of even uh, con- holding a mirror up to himself. That he doesn't want to go. I don't know. I imagine that's not exciting to embrace and figure out and go on that like self reflection. But then it comes down to the whole thing about confidence, right? So yeah. I, I believe that you have to be confident in order for to accept rejection. That's right? true. Because if you're not confident and someone rejects you or you're rejected in any capacity, it's gonna you're, you're gonna be like a little a, a, a card house. You're gonna just topple over. Yeah. Right. So in order for you to get better at fucking, you have to be confident in yourself to acknowledge that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, mm-hmm. and, and uh, too going on with that, it, when you get feedback during sex, like when I if I would ever get feedback during sex about something I was doing that hurt the per like mm-hmm. that feels weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would take it as I would I would get butt hurt about it. Yeah. Really butt hurt. And now I'm that's why I love getting older. And then being with a partner too who can talk about shit and be like, it's not that we have a deal. Who cares? Yeah. I could get feedback during sex and go, okay. And it just just doesn't then you take it in and then the sex is better. Well, there's also a way to express like, you know, it's something during sex. Like sometimes people are like, no. And like you're like, <laughs> well, like well, now, nigga, fuck you doing? Now, <laughs> now the mood is just yeah. killed. Or like they'll like swat your hand, like, don't touch my belly button, or like whatever the fuck it is. And well, you're like, yeah, that's not a way. And that's that's gonna because when you're having sex, that's vulnerable as you yet. can do. You can you can give uh, kind of like feedback in a sexy way while you are having sex, but like yelling and making sounds and swatting are not the ways you to said do that. Swatted. Yeah, I was picturing a cat because people are weird about some parts of your body, and you never know. Everyone has like a different thing, and like if I find it attractive, but like you're self-conscious about it and then I touch it and I don't know. And then you fucking freak out. I'm like, we're all adults here. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. I'm not, you're not an autistic child. Okay. We don't need to switch to spot. Like, what are we doing here? I think that's one of the hardest things though, because like my, like the guy I'm with, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say now because I plan on marrying him, but uh, so sweet. But um, (laughs) like, 
there are parts of me, like my back fat. I'm very self-conscious about my back fat. Huh. I do a lot of things to cover up my back fat, including grow hair, like out of my head, not my back. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, damn, you can grow hair out of your back. Girl, man, talents. Kind of cool. Um, but, you know, he will sometimes grab it or he will touch it or, and it's not in a like jab and poke. He probably likes it. Yeah. And he's just, and I'm probably soft to him and men, you know, and, and whatever. And and it doesn't bother him. So that was something that I had to get comfortable with myself that if I'm truly going to be intimate with this man, I have to be intimate with him. I have to let him, you know, and if it's, and I think it's a stronger choice though, to say, you know what? So your choice in that moment was, okay, yes, you can not to swat him away basically, but to, to, did you talk to him about how you are self-conscious about it or you just kind of, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's another thing as we were talking about with age and I, I, I think before I used to try to cover up my flaws, like I remember, oh goodness. And you talk about bad stories. Uh, I remember in college, I met this guy at an engineering conference and he lived in North, he went to North Carolina A&T. So during spring break, he said, why don't you come visit me? So I I flew out to North Carolina. I got to his place. His electricity was out for, I don't know what reason. Um, It could have been, I think there was a storm. I don't know. Whatever. There was no fucking electricity. Okay. And he he ran a bath for me and he put candles out and he like set up this really romantic thing. And all I could think about is I have to get naked in order to get into the tub mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with my body. And it became this really big just clash because he wanted to do something nice for me, but I was too self-conscious about my body. You were body in your own head. To exactly. To, in order to accept that. And then we ended up fighting that night. Mm-hmm. So Because that those are uncomfortable feelings. Because how do you... Did you ever say to him that that's why you didn't no, want to do No, I it? was like 21. Yeah, you disguise it as anything else. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've done that dance. I've done that so, so many times. So you pick times. a fight to divert the attention. Yeah, I think yeah. I said something like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> right. When in reality, it was a sweet thing. Yeah, yeah. and I really wanted to, because he put a lot of effort into that. Yeah. But I was just too too much in my head. And even now, that's something my body issues have always been. I've never been my goal weight and... You know, it, it's one of those things where I'm challenged. Like Rosebud was ta- another friend comic. She's challenging me to, she's like, what if you just realized that there's no other perfect version of you? Like this is yeah. the perfect version of you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been very hard for me to, to accept, you know, but. And why do you think that is? Well, I think that goes back to how I was brought up as well. My mom, I was never good enough. Never oh. in anything I did. I remember when I was tw- 19, and I put, I found my mom, she had this like Mandarin collar, like Oriental kind of style blazer. And I found it and um, I love retro clothes and I put it on and I'm going out with my best friend, Kevin. And she goes, mm, it's so funny. I wore that when I was 26 years old and pregnant with you. And look, it fits you. Mm-hmm. You know, she- Oh, was, was that a jab? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she would jab hard. Yeah. Moms make cunty comments like that You know, lot. and it's not, and, and that was the kind of thing. They do. Another thing too, I grew up with her always being on a diet. And I think that's some things that your mom was always on a diet. Girl, she stayed Mm -hmm. on a diet. I think Mm -hmm. now she just said, fuck it. I'll be fat. Um, Is she overweight? Oh, God. Yes. Okay, so she is overweight. (laughs) She should be. And when I say overweight, let me just make sure everybody 
I don't mean she a 14, 16, or even 18, 20. I mean, we we going further up. Okay. We're going right. further up. This is, this is past the point of big bones and, ooh, I'm a curvy girl. Mm-hmm. Right. This, right. Is, okay. this is unhealthy. This is, you got, your heart is working very hard mm-hmm. yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, Eat yeah. Eat some fucking Cheerios. But because obese. your mom did that to herself and to you, oh, yeah. it's almost, it's, it's like that mentality of like the abused becomes the abuser. Of course. But you and did it to you, yourself. And then you pass it on. It's like my yeah. therapist used to always say, your mom planted seeds and now she doesn't even need to be there because you're watering them yourself. Mm. Oh, that was very deep. Ooh, that, oof, yeah, yeah. Mm, that hit me. Well, it's interesting because you said a, co- a couple of min- minutes ago, you were like, I've never been my goal weight. And mm. my immediate thought is like, well, how do you know that's your goal weight and that you would be happy at that weight if you've never existed at that weight? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Karen, stop with the logic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's only because it reminds me of something my pediatrician said to me, like when I, you know, right, like when I was like 17 years old, right, stop, about to stop seeing her. And I always wanted to be taller. I'm like five foot three and a half. I always wanted to be like five, six or something. Oh, we're like the same height. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And she was always just like, well, she's like, she goes to me, are you happy at this height? And I go, yeah. And she go, well, how do you know you would be happy at five, six? And I was like, that's very simple, but I was like, good point. And also, I've never existed at five six. I don't know the plight of the five six woman. Mm-hmm. I'm down here at five three and a half. Whatever, it's fine. Like we'll make it work. It's okay. And I mean, just like I think it's like if you have this kind of like a self de- like defeating attitude or like you're constantly nitpicking yourself. Like once you get down to whatever your goal weight is, yeah. then you're gonna have some other oh, nitpicky yeah. body. But also, thing. it's it's a choice to <clears throat> criticize your body, and it's a choice to accept your body. And it's like, well, if I'm choosing to be negative and down on myself I could also choose to not yeah you can it's okay to want to make changes because I get just as angry like I certainly like struggle with my weight a lot and I know you know we've talked about that before and it's uh but it's uh you know I can't spend every waking moment thinking about it and like but I also think it's okay for me to be like I'm unhappy with it without people being like no you're right you're great because it's like you don't fuck up you don't know me I'm great now but I'm capable of so much more honestly (laughs) like and it's like and it's insulting to hear that yeah we live in such a body conscious uh, society and we're in such a body conscious yeah, business mm-hmm. that it's like you it's not supposed to be but it is yeah part of me does want to just say fuck it and gain a ton of weight and, and succeed anyway just to fuck everyone yeah. over but that's like then I'm I'm like hurting you know yourself what in the I am hurting myself health. Yeah. Ah, health schmelf not worried about that that's <laughs> that's certainly not a concern but it's like it's more like whenever anyone's like I'm like I am going to the gym to be skinny and there is no other reason if it was yeah. a health conscious thing uh, my postmates can find me at home okay Um, but, uh, whatever, it's fine. And, um, yeah, no, it's so it's, but, and and it's like, it's not fair to me for all the work that I've done to like, you know, have 20 pounds, keep me from getting an opportunity. So that's the main thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's not fair to my fucking self. Uh, and so that's like, if I'm losing weight, why I would, would do it for. And I know in my head that it's so stupid that I have to, and that your weight does not reflect your talent, but it's like, you know, kind of Janine Garofalo was saying a couple of weeks ago, like this is, we chose this business and it's not great. Uh, So (laughs) she said it more poetically than that, but that's how I interpreted it. And then was, you know what, this, she is, she is correct. Um, but yeah, and then so we didn't we didn't get into this. I want to get into this. You have lupus, mm-hmm. which I think oh, you yeah. mentioned in passing earlier. Yeah. But is that part of that? Does that affect uh, the like yo-yo weight or because I know you talk about the two in what unison. Is lupus? lupus, it's an autoimmune disease where essentially your immune system can't differentiate between like a foreign invader versus like your own healthy cells. So oh. it just it's like if you got sick, your immune system would turn on and like kick ass and then turn back off. My immune system just never turns off. 
So oh. it starts causing inflammation because, you know, whenever something happens, your body sends inflammation and that's what fights it Yeah, your it glands off. swell. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, so are your glands it, like yeah. always, you always have symptoms so, when yeah. your lupus is flaring? Yeah, like, for the most part, I'm in pain right now. Yeah. And what, what hurts? <laughs> like right now, like my hip and my knee hurts and oh. like right now it's um, my hands. Oh. So like I'll wake up and my hands will be stuck like this for like... Oh wow! Like um, like a claw. spasming or no? Just it's arthritis. It's arthritic. Oh yeah. So I have that in your joints. Not uh, you know. So the thing is, when I got diagnosed with lupus, I was the healthiest I'd ever been. I lost sixty five pounds with Weight Watchers. Not only did I lose sixty five pounds with Weight Watchers, I went on to lead Weight Watcher meetings. Like I was mm-hmm. shit. I was you were like, crushing. I was like the fucking poster child of Weight Watchers. I gotta say, I've heard nothing but good things about Weight Watchers. Oh, it's great. It's great. easy to eat. Some yeah. stuff that it's not like, and but you only live a little bit. Yeah, they teach you. They teach you portion control. I think one of the issues, though, is a lot of people who come in there have food addictions, and we mm-hmm. don't like calling things food addictions, which I think is doing such a disservice. To oh, people. I talk about that all the time. I have a food addiction. Yeah, I, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, and people don't. I was like, I self medicate. Yeah, you don't see me smoking weed mm-hmm. or drinking alcohol, but I self medicate. Yeah, when I eat three fucking protein bars in a row, back to back to back, because I'm mm-hmm. avoiding doing something that's self medicating. Um. But yes, yeah, so I got diagnosed. I was the healthiest I've ever been. Like I said, I'd lost 65 pounds. Um, and it's funny, even looking back then, I was like 134 pounds and I still was not at my goal. My oh, stem, wow. Yeah, my, I was like, I was fitting into a size four and I still was like, my tummy's not too flat. Yeah, right. it's just Because ridiculous. if your head is... Of course, it's it, all It doesn't matter what there. you do. You're it's never going to be good enough to you. Exactly. Yeah. And when I was badass, like I'd done P90X, I'd done Damn, Asylum, Insanity. I was doing CrossFit 6 a.m. <sighs> in the morning, all kinds of yeah. shit. Yeah, oh my God. I was that shit. You were crushing it. I was fucking crushing it. And then I got fucking diagnosed with this shit and the amount of anger that I had because then I go around and I see people who don't take care of their bodies at all mm-hmm. and they have this perfect immune system that's just fucking doing its job and mine's all kinds of fucked up. Right. Um, yeah. So I got diagnosed and I went through different phases of anger to depression, to denial. Maybe it's something else to maybe I can like eat differently. And what were I'm the signs that you needed to even go to the doctor in the first oh, place? To check? So for like a year, I'd wake up and my hands would just be sore. Oh, right. Huh. But sore to the point where I was still functioning. I'm like, oh, this hurts. I just probably slept like a T-Rex or something. Right. was my thought. Uh-huh. Um, then one morning I woke up and both my hands were like stuck in a claw to the point where I had to like use my palms to open my bedroom door. How old oh were you at this God. point? At that point, I was 31. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know you could get diagnosed with that so late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's during childbearing ages. That most people are diagnosed. So I went in the shower, I took a shower. I was like, oh, it's probably some kind of fluke, whatever. You know, I worked as an engineer, so I'm constantly typing. Maybe it's carpal tunnel, brush it off. Next morning, same shit happens. So I'm like, well, wait a minute, it's both hands too. So still thinking it's carpal tunnel. I called my dad because he has gout. And I was like, mm-hmm. and that runs rampant in my family. And he's like, that doesn't sound like gout, but you need to go to the doctor. Now, the moment an old West Indian man tells you you need to go to the doctor, that's when you're just like, I need to go to the fucking doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Because we just really don't believe in doctors. (laughs) So I was like, ooh, okay. Uh. So I went to the doctor and apparently I was running a a fever, had no idea. So I'm still doing CrossFit, still doing my life, still got like 15 jobs because I was a comic. I was an engineer. I was a Weight Watcher leader. I'm just I know you're an engineer. Like, God damn. I was doing everything. Ayana said to me in passing a couple days, ago she's like yeah i quit my engineering job and i was like in my head i was like what <laughs> what? what did she just say to me i'm also like broke it was a cashier <laughs> also broke as fuck it well, not really bro- I'm, i saved up money from writing for the show but i'm i don't have cash flow coming in currently <laughs> yeah uh, i'm trying to be positive with my words but um <laughs> so 
Yeah. So then like I was running a fever and he was like, my doctor was like, go downstairs and do blood work. I like my hands hurt. I don't understand what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Cause I'm thinking it's carpal tunnel. I was like, oh fuck, let me hurry up and get this surgery done so I can move to New York. That was my thing. Uh-huh. Cause I wanted to move to New York. This Cause you was, were in DC at the time. Yes. Okay. So I was like, oh, well if I need to get surgery, let me get surgery when I got this good ass insurance Yeah. and I'm home and I have people around that I can take care of me. When it got blood work done, at this point now, my body's starting to drag because I didn't realize I'm starting to go into a bad flare. Oh. I'm like going to sleep at eight o'clock in the morning, which is not eight o'clock at night. This is not me at all. Mm-hmm. Like within, he hits me up like two days later. He's just like, test results are inconclusive. You need to go get more results, more, more, more blood yes. work done. Mm-hmm. Comes back. He's like, you have lupus. There's nothing I can do for you. You need to go see a rheumatologist. Mm. Still kind of like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I go see, and let me point out anybody who's listening that has lupus, they're probably like, well, her story is great because most people, it takes them years to get diagnosed with oh, lupus. Oh, really? Because it could years. be so many other things. It could be so many other Similar things. Similar with Lyme's disease. Yes. Like, so if you, I mean, it, some people have lupus and they think it's Lyme. So anybody listening to this, if they have like an autoimmune. And if, does it affect people different? Does lupus affect yeah, your body? Yeah, well, that's the thing. So lupus, because it, it can attack any organ. So a lot of people uh, have a butterfly rash right across here. I never got that. Oh. Uh, right? Because your skin is an organ as well so they're different markers so luckily and i hate to say it like that but luckily i hit enough of them that they didn't send me into like all these other possibilities Dr. hell of just floating around going i know something's wrong with me and you're telling me i'm fine so Mm -hmm. i'm blessed in that regard um but yeah i went to the rheumatologist and she wasn't a great rheumatologist i'll say that she was uh she was very focused on me. She's like, oh, I'm Indian too. I was like, bitch, I ain't no fucking club. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, can I, can I it's stop? That's not eat- why I'm here. Yeah. Can I stop eating gluten and this shit's going to yeah. go away? I have questions. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she's just gonna go like, back to CrossFit. Yeah. I'm like, I have the shit to do. So um, she's just like, are you, since she started asking me all these questions, she was just like, is your hair falling out? I was like, no. She's like, do you have sores in your nose or mouth? No. And like, she, she's like, are you feeling a lot? Are you really tired? I was like, yeah, but I have 15 jobs. I'm Caribbean. That's yeah. what we do. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just, but everything she's asking me, I was like, this shit sounds horrible. I don't want this at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, well, in my mind, I was just like, well, I don't got none of this shit going on. So I'm good. And she told me I'm going to have to take this medication for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. which angered me. I mean, pissed me off because I don't even take multivitamins at this point. Um, so within a week of that appointment, I remember I was leading a Weight Watcher meeting and it was like as if, if you've ever had the flu, it was as if you were getting the flu. But it was like how you feel in the course of like three days getting the flu. It just happened within like boom, boom, boom. Like my body just started shutting down. And within the, the course of that meeting? D- yes. Just wow. like within an hour. So no point. build? No. Zero no, It just went wow. from whoop, whoop. I was just like, what Whoa. the fuck? Just, I went home. I laid in bed. When I woke up, I had arthritis from my <gasps> neck to the bottom of my feet. Like the blanket touching my knee would, I would, would scream. Like it was that bad. And like, even now when I look at old people, like in the subway system and you can see that they have arthritis, yeah. like my heart aches because I know you don't know that pain until you have that pain. So the arthritis that you have with lupus can go away. Yeah. So luckily, because wow. your joints you, flare up. Essentially. Exactly. Okay. But luckily, and one thing is a weird way of saying it, I don't have rheumatoid because rheumatoid is what causes disfiguration. Yeah. And the atrophying. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lupus is not going to cause in that regard. And I might, if someone might correct me in the podcast, be like, no, bitch, you're wrong. And if I am, sorry. Well, hopefully um, they'll be nicer. Yeah. Then we'll read their letter. But yeah. Well, you know. Don't be a cunt, guys. Um, 
But yeah, so I went through a bad flare. I didn't want to take any meds. I was like, I'm going to let my body fight this naturally. And then I sounded like a pregnant woman. I was like, give me all the fucking drugs you have. And within 30 minutes of taking prednisone, which is a miracle drug Mm. that will fuck you up too. My mom almost (sighs) purposely crashed her car into a house because of prednisone. (laughs) That shit is. That shit fucks you up. And they don't give you the, they don't give you the heads up on the mental shit. Oh, no, they don't. Did you get fucked? Did you mentally to fuck you up? Yeah. Well, the other thing too, yeah, we were talking about weight. So that prednisone, so I took oh, it yeah. and it, and I, I, luckily I was, the, the flare was so quick that they, I, they gave it to me a, sl- a small dose and I was able to ride it, ride it out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like my, my boyfriend at X now, he, he it was, it was interesting because he was looking, he's like, I'm just literally watching you come back to life. Wow. Like within a course of 30 minutes of me taking a drug, like that's how crazy prednisone wow. is. So it really helped. Yeah. And um, super healthy at that point. I'm vegan. Once again, went back to everything I'm doing, moved to New York. And I was like, I'm going to live like a rock star. So I started eating pizza and all kinds of fuck shit. I stopped exercising. I I, I don't want to say I did it to myself because I'm not going to victim blame myself when it comes to lupus. But I started behaving like everybody else does that doesn't have an autoimmune disease. Right. So, so say, so part of taking care of yourself with that is, is the, the diet, the diet, the drinking your water, the at least if you're not going to do hard exercises, at least do yoga, something to keep your body moving, your joints moving, keeping the weight off because the more weight you have on the joints, the more force. Oh yeah. Yeah. So all of that stuff is just one big collection. And I didn't do that. And I didn't have health insurance. And then I was Fuck. embarrassed because I quit my engineering job to move here. And it was my fault that I'm sick, that I don't have health insurance. And I suffered. When I say suffered, I couldn't sleep laying down because my lungs were so inflamed. Oh my God, your lungs that. were inflamed? And so, And that's what we learned. I was like, oh, okay. So when my lupus fucks me up, it fucks up my lungs. Oof. Um, and I mean, it could, I don't want to say it could be worse. I mean, people have kidneys everything could be worse and everything could be better exactly so like to the point and you know how hard it is getting around new york city if you can't breathe Uh, (laughs) going up subway steps like i take two steps and i'd just be standing in the worst thing was i looked healthy Mm -hmm. so people just don't understand at all right did you get did anybody come at you with like you don't you seem fine yeah of course course. so bad of course i've had people just be like uh you know you're pretty as if like disease only attacks ugly people (laughs) yeah I just still feel like yeah, it's it's amazing the shit that people say. But um, yeah, so I went through this six months. I finally checked myself in Kings County, and I had no money, no health insurance. I got there. Um, Shout out Roy Wood Jr. He's one of my really good friends. He. I he's called such a good him. Dude. Oh, he's just a good person. Yeah. And I called him on the phone. I was like, I'm driving myself to the ER right now, and he stayed with me on the phone that entire time. Aww. And I got there. He goes, Ayana, I'm not even in New York because that was when he was living in L.A. Oh. He's just like, you need to call your parents. He's like, I, I cannot do anything for you from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I text my mom. I was like, I'm in Kings County and we're from Brooklyn. So she knows yeah. the city. I was like, I'm in Kings County. It's lupus. Don't ask me any more questions. Just come. Mm-hmm. And her and my dad, God bless America, because they don't like each other. <laughs> she called my dad who lives in Virginia. He dropped everything he was doing. Oh. He got in his truck. He went and picked her up in Maryland and they came up. All right. And they were, you know, no one was bleeding by the time they got there. Civil. So, yeah. God bless them. Well, because they were united by like, you know what? Our daughter fucking needs yeah, us to just be there. That ended two days of me oh, in the hospital because then oh. eventually she, you know, did her narcissistic yeah. thing. Yeah. Fuck, fucking left. But I went through that six month flare and um, 
it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Six I was on months. It was six months of I, I don't know. I don't know how I managed to endure six months of just being in pain. Mm. Like I, I like I if somebody told me my year one of New York was what it was, I would just be in Maryland being an engineer right now. Mm-hmm. Like wow. literally, I don't I don't I couldn't Except, do this. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially no insurance. Oh, couldn't do it again. It's in this country. I know some people will email us from other countries that their government does it right. Oh. And it's not eight hundred dollars a month. If that's, you live in New York yeah, City, it is not. Yeah. It is eight hundred. My boyfriend is fucking paying eight hundred fucking dollars I can a attest month. Because when I quit my job and was Ooh. writing for the show, yeah. I had to get my own insurance. Yeah, and it was eight hundred dollars a month. It is. That is. Well, mine is a crime. Yeah, yeah, mine was five hundred. I got the worst possible one mm-hmm. that I could get. Five hundred, basically, just like hey, in case a car hits you. If I'm dying on the street, don't leave me there. Insurance. Yeah, please. and uh, and uh, tw- a couple months ago, I just stopped paying it because they just stopped covering my birth control, and I was like, what am I oh, paying you for? You. I'm just gonna pay out of pocket because I don't even care anymore. Like but, my, my birth control is forty dollars a month. I'm like, whatever. I'm but to have yeah. to go to Kings County Hospital and to and to <clears> be in <throat> so much physical pain. Yeah, that's probably. And you're probably emotionally, that's probably got to do an emotional fuck up because it's like you're, I mean, I can't even. What bothers me about how certain diseases are treated versus others, like one of my friends had breast cancer and now she's a breast cancer advocate. So whenever people are diagnosed with breast cancer, she comes in and she tells them what to expect and Mm. she's holding their hand during the process. You get lupus, motherfuckers a liar. I, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. all I know about lupus is Selena Gomez had it and her yeah, best she, friend gave her a kidney. A kidney. So, all, well, it's really common. I only know about so I'm surprised more people aren't uh, talking about it because, like, I was researching lupus for this interview mm-hmm. today, so I didn't ask any dumbass questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want to sit down and be like, so what is lupus? <laughs> is um, and, and then I'm like, what the fuck is lupus? No, <laughs> what if I just walked in with one of those, like, a face masks on uh, Asian What's people right around the city? Oh. Uh, hi. I didn't know you were dangerous all these years. Well, I, I get you. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's a, and it came up as as common so that's oh, like it's very common and so that's crazy to so, me so what that people uh, aren't helping you through it what would you have wanted to know i would have not i wanted i would have wanted to know uh about the depression that you go through mm-hmm. and that happens with pretty much anybody who has a, any type of chronic illness mm-hmm. right because what people don't realize is i did crossfit and i did this and i did that and is that i i can't do that anymore yeah, so, I would ever, be, so, I would be mad about all the work that I just fucking put in, and yeah. then your body just attacks itself. And I, I would imagine too, only, but it's only like I have limes, but it doesn't because it limes affects everybody so yeah. differently. But my limes doesn't. I, I'm I'm very lucky. I don't yeah. really the stomach. It fucks up my intestines, and that's it. But uh, when your body's not working right it, mm-hmm. that feeling of oh my my body is going against me yeah. what the fuck body like you feel like a little betrayed well you can't you Even can't though it's, process anything else when you're in pain yeah because the only thing you can process is getting out of pain yeah like there's no there's not other there's no pro other programs running in your mind when you're in pain it's like how do i get out of pain which is another reason in addition to the steroids I go back to, so you start relying on whatever your crutch is. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I wish I was like, man, I wish I smoked cocaine. Cause at least that don't make you fat. Um, and it sounds <laughs> there horrible. are some people that there do coke are. that are fat. And I'm like, God you're an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at you doing the Lord's work. Again. Uh, you too can. Um, but I, you know, I, I would self-medicate. I, I would be in pain and the only relief I would feel would be when I was eating 
my favorite foods, which aren't good for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, I'm in pain. I deserve to not, be, you know, to feel good. So I'm yeah. going to eat this day and it becomes this whole big circle. Right. So then now I feel bad about myself because I ate this food. It caused me to gain weight, but I ate this food because it's the only thing that makes me feel good. So you just, it just right. becomes this revolving thing that you don't, and it takes a sec. And, and I'm a, I'm a pretty smart girl. You know, I, I, I can, actually rationalize that but to actually try to fix that is a so whole, much work whole nother thing and it's scary and oh it's yeah uncomfortable emotionally physically i mean yeah. there's a lot of layers and then they tell you too that if i get pregnant it's going to be high risk oh. and my boyfriend he wants three kids and he's the most and i have no problem having kids i was very like indifferent about kids i'm like if i have kids i have kids if i don't i don't like right. that's where i was he told me he wants three kids and i was just like i love this man to pieces i'll pretty much give him anything he wants and obviously not at the detriment of me killing myself, mm-hmm. right? But I told, like, we joke because I have an IED and he's always joking about pulling a string. <laughs> and I, I I said to him, he was just like, what if you, he said, what would you do if I said, I want to have a child right now? I was like, well, I'm going to need you to give me a good solid year yeah, to mm-hmm. get my health to the place of just being fucking impeccable. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to be drinking all the green smoothies and doing yeah. all the yoga. You want to do everything you can within exactly. your control. Exactly. So that when I go into this, then I have a fighting chance. I hope yeah. he's making the green smoothies for you. Yeah, he should because doing like, all the chopping. Mm, girl, yeah. he's great. He he does, he he pulls his weight in other ways. He just, <laughs> he, he. Oral he, sex or? Oh, he does. He loves that. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's my number one. Uh, can you pull the weight in there? <laughs> you know, so if I'm not a big fan of oral sex. Oh, really? Yeah, like sometimes I'm like, It's not cool. my favorite. It's not. Oh, I, it's I, my favorite. A lot, of, a, lot of women, <laughs> a lot of women, like it's like love their. It. Love it. It's, I wish I liked it that much. Yeah, it's almost, cool. It's kind of like, oh, I can take it. I can finger it, honestly, when yeah. it's done well. Yeah, it's like some. I remember the, the best I've ever had was I. Finger or sex? Oh, no, oral sex. Oh, I had a weed, uh, weed taffy, and uh-huh. I don't. When I say I don't smoke, I don't do like I don't do weed. So if you, if I eat a little bit of anything, I'm gonna fucking like. <laughs> yeah. So I had this little weed taffy. I ate too much of it because that's a problem. That's another reason I don't do edibles because I'm just like you can't have somebody with a food addiction doing edibles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I didn't think of that. What am I going to eat? One eighth of this yeah. brownie? I think that only give me a fucking eighth of the brownie. Don't yeah. be selling me the whole goddamn brownie. For yeah. Yeah. Now this is your problem. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> so I got this wee taffy and I was just like, oh, and the woman was like, just one fifth of it. And I was just like, well, I mean, I know I have oh, a math shit. degree, but I'm fractions were never my thing. <laughs> so I had this. The next thing you know, it's like I'm going and I, I reached out. I was like, OK, I'm good. I'm good here. And no, oh, we're still getting high. Fuck. I was good. Like four levels lower than this. Yeah. And I'm like, I and I'm giggling and he's laughing. He's a cop, so he can't do shit other than stare at me and be jealous. <laughs> so he's just la- looking at me like, mm, and I'm just like, oh, and I'm mumbling. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. And then, you know, I consented to sex. Yeah. At this point in a relationship, I'm not going to say we don't need consent, but he's not going to ever, he's never forced me. Right. And he went down on me and I swear to God, I don't know. That was the best thing about being high. That was the, I was Getting just like, out. it was just, yeah, it was just like, I was like, I kept on telling my sex do go well together. I, I kept think. on telling myself, go to Woods, the orgasm. Just go to Woods. Because sometimes if you're, someone's eating you out and it's so intense, yeah. you start to do that scooch back. Yes, 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 yes. Or you tighten your legs yeah. and then you can't and get you're in like, there ah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you try to hold a fart. Like I just, yeah, I don't yeah, want, yeah. Uh, but like for some reason, you felt relaxed. It was and, just like, go to Woods. And it was just, then I was like seeing like swirls in my head and like I was 
visualizing the orgasm. I was Whoa. Just, I don't I even got know. It. Where, uh, where'd you get your elbows? Tell me later. Uh, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're going to yeah, Portland. I was actually, I was in Portland for, um, they have Molly's Fun, which is a lupus organization. So I was there for one of their one of their galas. That's awesome. Yeah, they heard me on Two Dope Queens and was like, oh, come out and just... Oh, that's face. dope. And that's I was, awesome. That was very nice. Oh, that's so cool. um, okay, so we need to wrap, but yeah, where go. can people find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at A Dookie, A D as in David O K I E. Dookie is really my last name. And on the Twitter. I fucking um, love it. It's. People it's a really great entertainment name. Well, it's a common. She was saying she was like, it's a co- really common Indian and, last oh, name, is. and everyone's oh, going it? crazy about it. Yeah, 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 I like it. It has a good ring to it. Like crazy it. thing. Last week I was at the Apollo Humble Brag, and this <laughs> girl comes up to me, and she's so excited, and she's like, "My last name's Dookie too." Oh, and I was like, "We're in Trinidad. That's a good from. last name." Yeah, but I saw in Korean people always be like, "Is this real?" And I'm like. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I uh, told her, I was like, if I picked a stage name, it would be an Ayana Boombastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which That's we a also great name as really, well. really liked. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, yeah. what, do you have a website? Do you have, or where, where are you performing? I'm just on or? the online stuff. Um, okay. Every Thursday, Mike Brown and I, mm-hmm. as you oh, guys yeah. know Mike Brown. The listeners know Mike Brown very well. Very they know well. and love him, yes. Yes, my work husband. Uh, <laughs> every Thursday, Mike Brown and I have a I have a show, um, King Hippo Comedy. It's in the Lower East Side at the Mockingbird, 8 p.m. It's free. Nice. And we give out free drinks. So come hang with us any oh, Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Thank so, you so much for chatting with us on the show. We Thank appreciate you. it. I'm learn about tape fucking now that it doesn't require <laughs> a beach. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been Guys We <laughs> Fucked, the anti slut shaming <laughs> podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. My makeup, see my pillows, and now I can't even use them. Got these lyrics all up in my head, and I'm not trying to lose them. right fit and finding it and there's only one lingerie brand that uh, offers bras in double a through g and half cup sizes and that brand is third love find your perfect fitting bra today go to thirdlove.com slash gwf and get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash gwf this episode is sponsored by better help It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, 
simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 